Hello and welcome to the Melomancy Podcast. In today's episode, we're going to talk about who would win in a fight, Raiden, Raiden, or Raiden, from Genshin Impact Mortal Kombat and Metal Gear Rising. My name is Tilly. <laughs> My name is Victim. And I'm the Skuma Dealer. Complete with Skuma today, uh, right in the bottle. Tell me, do you refrigerate your Skuma? Do I what? My Skuma? Do you refrigerate it after you brew it? Yes, I do. Okay. Um, I put mine in the fridge that you gave me. I wasn't sure if I was supposed to do that. I mean, it can't hurt. <laughs> Oh, you know I what? Like it I have it still. I should probably have gotten it, but I'm, I'm drinking a beer at the moment. Well, yeah. I don't know if you're interested in that right now. How much do you want to drink? <laughs> well, we'll see. Um, if it's warranted, maybe halfway through the show, I'll get up and grab the skooma. Uh, we'll, oh. we'll, we'll see. So, um, have kind of a packed agenda today. So, uh, for the listeners at home who are wondering, what about all that podcast meta you said last week? Well, I tell you what. Uh, I didn't implement any of those changes. We are still on Jitsi. We're still uploading the audio, and we're recording without any edits, uh, just like I described in the last episode. Um, and you thought we'd change. Well, no, it, we will change. It's just that uh, I have spent all of my free time on Xenoblade Chronicles 3, and yeah. I've now beaten it. I beat it last night. So I got the fresh perspective, and I'm ready to give a review, either maybe right now or later in the show, um, but otherwise we got, you know, some other topics. Oh, Vic, you bought it. You're, you're, you, I see you holding up in the camera there that you actually yeah. got a copy of the game. Very proud of you. So that was the surprise. That's uh, your we, surprise. So Shit. we can start with that if you want. Real let's, quick. let's do it. All right. So, so I went tell me. out to breakfast. My sister's like, Hey, I want to go to breakfast on a whim. We decided to go to the place next to the, the local GameStop, and, my cousin, the one who helped me get my PS5, actually, was the one uh, works there. We looked in, didn't see her. So we went to the toy store next next door for my sister and my little brother. They both wanted to look. Uh, nostalgia shit. I ended up getting nostalgic, too. I won't, I, won't, I won't put all of it on them. But as we're leaving, my cousin yells out the door. She's like, where are you going? And I'm like, oh, shit. We didn't know you were there. So I stop in. I was looking. For, you know, I just looked through while we're talking, catching up. You know, family drama. Uh, mm -hmm. As old, one does. Good old, good old gossiping. Um, and I, I looked down and I saw they had two Xenoblade Chronicles 3 cases there and I was like oh cool so uh, I looked around looked around came back and I'm like why does one of them have a yellow sticker so I, I, I knelt down and I looked I'm like oh my god that's a used copy somebody brought back their fucking copy of Xenoblade 3 it's a cartridge what how do you how do you how do you fuck up a cartridge so it's not like they brought it back because it's broken and not working uh -huh. And I mean, worst case, if they do, it's like it's like a thirty day return. It's like whoop, whoop de doo. I'll test it here in like a day or two, and like if there's any real problems, I'll just fucking uh -huh. take it back. No big deal. Um, so yeah, no, it, uh, I was like hell yeah. So I bought it for it came up to seventy five Canadian, which is five dollars less than what it would be before uh, taxes. So ninety two dollars uh -huh. would have been what it would have been normally. Nintendo games retain their value way longer than they should. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, really. <laughs> you know, unironically, that goes directly into the Sony PS5 topic. Yeah. Because uh, Nintendo and Xbox threw shade, but I wanted to point out that Nintendo has no room to throw shade about that. Because mm -hmm. they, they don't do ever put anything on fucking sale. Yeah. I mean, Xenoblade 3 is still new enough that they shouldn't, but like Xenoblade mm -hmm. 2 is still the same price. Yeah. Oh, Breath of the Wild, a fucking yeah. a damn near launch title for the Switch, still the same price. Mm. Yeah, no, and well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no. well, hold on. What is the what the the PS5 got a price hike? What what did it go to? 
Uh, it's like $50 more, I think, right? Yeah, it's oh, not uh, horrendous. However, didn't they also the downgrade the internal hardware? They may have. I don't know. I, no, I think that was a rumor. I, they might have, but I, I, I don't remember seeing any, like, evidence. Okay. Uh, so, I mean, so one of the I won't say that... one way or not. I just didn't see anything yeah. that really proved it. After I'm done flashbanging myself here. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, the this is two years into the PS5's life cycle. Right. Which, in fairness, each cycle has been getting lar- longer than they used to be. Um so for us in the U.S., uh, oh, it, it's not listed with all the others. Okay. Well, whatever. But everywhere else, it went up a lot. Um, so I'm not exactly sure about the yen to dollar ratio, but mm-hmm. in Japan, it went up uh, 60,000 and 50,000 yen, respectively, depending upon the edition. Um, and Japan's sales of ps5 have also dropped at the same time mm-hmm. as they uh, should because holy shit what the fuck is up with that yeah <laughs> well i mean Japan, like, Japan gets like, treated like shit dollars, too but, uh, I, I don't remember the exact ratio to yet the dollar but i think that's about 60 or it, dollars or something. isn't sony trying to reinvent themselves as a western company anyway yeah, kind of. It's really stupid of them. That doesn't make any fucking sense. They used to have so much money in their Asian side. I was about to say Japan, but like honestly, in other Asian countries too. Mm-hmm. Um, but they are basically throwing that out the window for a market that is not going to respect them as much. It's like, hey, Asian market, would you like another Last of Us remake? No. Wait, Stop. No. That Give us something be- else. We want Dragon Quest. Like- I mean, The Last of Us was pretty pretty popular worldwide. Mm-hmm. But The Last of Us 2 was pretty scorned worldwide. Mm-hmm. And only, like, diehard people who don't really question things or didn't really give a shit about the story in the first place, you know, were the only people that yeah. really liked it. And I mean, now, it's still a sizable crowd, don't get me wrong. Right. The game was not a flop by any means. But it was definitely nowhere near as good. Oh, okay, so according to Google, six, 60,478 yen is 436 dollars and 46 cents so that's actually quite a fucking expensive console Mm -hmm. yeah um and yeah the and it's not like the uh ps5 is that much easier to get a hold of than it was i don't know a year i think it is easier now like you could probably go into a GameStop and find one if you're in like a well in u.s sure but that doesn't mean that it goes that way in every other country yeah. Oh, I guess that's fair. Yeah. It's not. I mean, be Japan's easy. probably okay for that, but maybe. But they, even still, it's still considered a hard to find console. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Comparatively. Yeah. yeah it, it, it's a. It's definitely not a good move as far as we can see. For, it's also crazy uh, to me that it's been two years already uh, since the PS5 came out, and there's like very little to do with it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, it doesn't have the. Uh, so, Sony's had generationally some of the most successful consoles um mm-hmm. where we consider the ps2 the most successful console of all time but that's I in large that, part because sure. it was a uh dvd player with mm-hmm. dvd yeah. players cost more than the ps2 at the time i think and the ps3 like, was a bit of a flaw well the blue it was the cheapest blu-ray player on the market for a yeah not at years. launch though <laughs> well at launch it was about 300 dollars. it was 600 um, at launch Really? It was, I remember yeah, everyone that, lost that was their one mind. Of the yeah. yeah, but it all 
no, it was still it was expensive, but they were still selling at a, selling at a loss. Uh, mm-hmm. That was yeah. uh, a thing too. Like I remember, like the forty gig model was a little bit more affordable. I think it was like five hundred, right? But the yeah, because default... Xbox Three Sixty like handily beat them that that generation. Well, from... in the well, that was because uh, so Xbox lost a lot of the in because they went with the HD DVD, which was yeah. the wrong choice. Right, but. They nurtured the online uh, market, which is why the Xbox is probably, you know, pound for pound more successful right now than, like, mm-hmm. uh, the PlayStation. I know that there are a lot of people who will disagree with me because, yes, the Xbox moves less physical uh, units than the PlayStation does. However, you don't need an Xbox to play Xbox games. Yeah. No, you Not don't anymore. need an Xbox yeah. to play Xbox games, and you don't need to buy Xbox games. Even True. a lot of the most popular Xbox games, you don't have to buy. You just buy a subscription for. Yeah, and yeah. I get why Sony can't one to one it. I understand that. Oh sure. But it sucks. Yeah. Because they are always going to be beaten by it, and there's nothing they can. And Sony had their own subscription model, and just not as good. Unless you want to like oh. play Intelligence Cubed, I it's... guess. <laughs> Definitely not bad. Did Dylan freeze for no. you, Rick? Yeah, I guess he did. Oh, can uh, you still hear me, well, though? It came to pass, Vic. Can you still hear me? Okay, I you're back. Now. You're back. So for me, that was totally uninterrupted. Oh. And in okay. the recording on the podcast, it'll be uninterrupted, so I'm not editing it. That was weird. Okay, yeah. Well, I guess for our, our, our listeners, uh, uh, basically me and Rick couldn't hear. Uh, Dylan's camera froze and we couldn't hear him anymore for like a couple seconds there. Um, That's funny. So... I, yeah. I bring it up because uh, I brought it up earlier that we're still on Jitsi, but like I'm thinking about looking at other options like uh, Rhythm. That's, that's like Rhythm with a Z, right? Is like uh, an open source like audio thing that allows us to have like remote people. Wait, actually, I'm reading the wrong article. I think I'm confusing oh, yeah. it for something else. <laughs> well, I got a bunch of tabs open that I haven't read yet because I was playing too much fucking Xenoblade. Uh, but I. But TLDR, I've been looking into, um, what's it called? Um, alternative software to record in. Like, it doesn't have to be Mumble, right? Like, I'm willing to reinstall it and go back. But, like, uh, I, I want to edit, like, before and just have some self-control. Uh, so we can edit out, like, the audio conflicts when we interrupt each other. Just so it's a smooth listening experience. And I can edit out the chair squeaks, too. But, like... Yeah. For example, uh, one of my favorite episodes that we did was definitely number 22, where we had Moon from Shitposter Club on the show, right? Uh, and it was his first time on the show. He's been on twice. Um, and in that episode, uh, he kind of stutters a lot. And I thought uh, he hadn't done very many podcasts before that one. Uh, he's gone on to do many more and show up on streams and stuff. Um, but I thought it would make him uncomfortable, like having been recorded with all that stuttering. So I edited out every fucking stutter that he made <laughs> every time he spoke, I, I deleted like all the repeated words and uh, I didn't have to do that. And I probably shouldn't have done that. Uh, Cause that was like a week's worth of labor <laughs> of editing. So like I shouldn't have done that. Uh, I didn't do it on the second time he was on the show and it was fine. It sounded fine. It was natural. And that's when I kind of like woke up to the idea that, Oh, everyone likes the live format. They don't want me to edit out the garbage words. Yeah, it's not really necessary, I think. I yeah. mean, there's definitely times when it is. It's more like, if we have, like, a large hiccup, let's say, you know. Right. 
it's more valuable but, to uh, to edit out the interruptions because that's natural part of speech. But when you're presenting something like a podcast, like it doesn't have to be that jarring. Um, you know, so case in point right there, Jitsi froze up for you, not for me. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's not the end of our problems. That's for that's for sure. Um, so uh, we mentioned a, a little bit ago that Last of Us Part Two wasn't a flop. Uh, you know, it was a flop. Saints Row. <laughs> Oh, oh God! Yeah, God! Dude. Yeah, I am so. I, now I don't, I don't mean, judge. I will not judge a game I have not played. I yeah want I, to remain consistent there, but everyone who has played it that I trust, they don't like it, and they have a lot of things to say about it. Yes, um, the uh, I I've actually this is the first time I've been like maybe I should get this game because I want to talk shit about it, uh, but also <laughs> then I'd have to play it. Yeah, uh, and the people that I trust who played it who said that it's crap have i've watched play it and uh, it definitely looks like a game that i would not play i don't know who originally said it but the uh line about the current saints are the kind of people that the previous saints would beat the shit out of were absolutely right yeah <laughs> I, I i think a, a good like thing to look at too is like saints row what was it one through four were yep. one and two tried to be grounded where two and three tried to have a bit of wacky zany bits, yeah. but four just tried to be entirely all that. I think the issue is that they they ended up garnering two fan bases. Well, they ended up well. So what originally it was was a GTA clone. That yeah. was the mm -hmm. first thing that it was. That's what the first one was. It was San Andreas, but better. Yeah. Don't at me, nerds. Uh, <laughs> I mean, let's be real. San Andreas was only really good because there wasn't anything fucking competing with it. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, I mean, and for for San Andreas, for the time, it was definitely the best GTA. Um, yeah. But Vice City being a close second. Mm -hmm. you know, my I opinion. think Vice City had a better story. Well, it did. Uh, I liked everything about Vice City more. But, but, but San Andreas <laughs> was like a better game, I think. It's well, kind of like a better way of putting yeah, it. Yeah, and Saints Row essentially was GTA, but what if we made good controls? Because uh, mm. Rockstar hasn't made a game with good controls since ever. And mm -hmm. for some reason, people still love their games. So that should tell you something about their games, uh, that they can have fundamentally the worst control schemes possible and still sell gangbusters. I uh, hate how floaty characters are in Rockstar games. Like, when I push forward, I, my character shouldn't fucking stumble over his feet for another, like, five mm -hmm. paces. I love how in Grand Theft Auto 3, all the way through San Andreas, you hold, like, X or A uh, to run. Oh, yeah. Like, what the fuck? And if you and if you, and if you <laughs> tap it, you you can make your your running go faster. Yes, that's a fucking the, glitch that's the in the way that stamina regens. They never that's, fucking patch. Oh no 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 no! It's how you sprint in any modern Rockstar game. That's how you sprint, Vic. Well, yeah, I think now they've incorporated the A yeah, or yeah. X button. It, it feels like, like a Resident Evil Four quick time event. It's like this is wrong. <laughs> Sprinting anywhere is, is a quick time event in a Rockstar. Game. <laughs> it is, uh, uh, but in. You know, my opinion, Saints Row, to, the first one was San Andreas, but modern, essentially. Yeah. And uh, from my understanding is the new Saints Row plays like the first Saints Row. Uh, what, yeah, I was listening to uh, Yahtzee's podcast, yeah. and he's like, I, it makes me want to play Saints Row 4 because it's a better game. And it was a fun game. That, like, fundamentally, that's what it comes down to with, the, with Saints Row new is it's not a fun game. Yeah. That's kind of what I was, what game, I was, that's what I was getting at, too. Because, like, it, it, what it feels like is 
they, on one note, they obviously wanted to change their landscape. They, sure. I, uh, we well, I mean, how do you? We don't even need to go from... over it. You can watch any video, and instantly you're gonna understand why these characters all fucking suck. <laughs> but the gameplay even is was trying too hard to be both roads, mm-hmm. and I think that is ultimately the issue. Is they 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 had started to garner a fan base with four that was larger than anything they had had previously. And then they said, here's half a game. Functionally. Here's mm-hmm. half a game, but it's also buggy and shitty. Mm-hmm. Right, and that that's also a big part of it, because you can't be like, oh, well, you know, it's just a crappy game. But it also plays like shit. It, yeah. it runs like shit. Also, yeah. like, what a downgrade it is. Like, So I haven't played any of the Saints Row games. I'm, all, I'm not going to yeah. start now, right? I... I absolutely adore like, the old series. So Saints Row 4, right? You're the fucking president of the United States, right? Uh, or some shit. And in this new one, um, and, and 4 is obviously the wackiest of them all. Um, oh, absolutely. It's like a really bad Tarantino movie. I mean, well, I mean, you go, <laughs> and once you uh, get the DLC, you go, literally go to hell. And do you become the president? Uh, no, no, uh, no, no, no. You, uh, in hell? <laughs> no, but you can take over hell afterwards of course so uh, saints row is ridiculous and then this new one is like okay so you're a bunch of like college graduates that are in debt and you need to live the the thug life to pay your loans off because you want to be like artists and like other like non-valuable I, degrees like honestly that's what? the one thing i never got in any of the anything that i've watched or read about saints row new one is what is the story because all I, all everybody talks about is the opening mission where you're in essentially the worst PMC group ever, as right. they all just die in droves as useless motherfuckers while fi- fighting Al Qaeda, mm-hmm. uh, all for the sake of paying off your student loan for your useless degree. Yeah, like a lot okay. of people mention that, um, and it's like I guess that's a plot point because they keep saying it, and it's like, what is this game? It makes me want to play it less. Like. <laughs> Well, right, and they've added that a lot That sounds like of, an identity crisis. One of the things that I'm seeing about it, uh, too, is that it's not... Oh, God. I'm strobe lighting on the computer screen, I see. Sorry, guys. Uh, it's okay, the listeners I, can't see it. <laughs> yeah, well, I can't, because I've got the... You know, on the second monitor. But, uh, so the... It looks like a game that would actually be a lot of fun co-op. Hmm. Because of how wacky and stupid it is. Yeah, but not... Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a good it. point. That, that's a pretty good point because, like, the more wacky and stupid and unbelievable or even just fucking just straight plain stupid something is, the more you and another friend can fucking laugh at it. Mm-hmm. Well, it's actually so. the same kind of thing that I talk about when I talk about why is Plant Side 2 still an active game. It's because of the community. It's because mm-hmm. of that camaraderie when you play with other people. Yeah, right. Uh, and that that's probably what would make Saints Row uh, I don't know, 22? I'll just call it 22, fuck it. Um, a viable game as, like, a game would be sitting with somebody else and being like, are you seeing this shit? Or look at, or, you know, you were car surfing, you jump off to do your paraglider, because I saw this one happen. They jumped off to do the wingsuit and immediately smacked into a billboard. It's Beautiful. Just, yeah, no, it's hilarious. It doesn't matter how bad the game is you're playing. That's a hilarious moment because your buddy just absolutely, you know, careened into and stacked it into a billboard. You know, in a weird way, that's why I always really wished games uh, like the Elder Scrolls series had multiplayer. Uh-huh. 
they yeah. were fun games, single player, but I think co-op would have been fucking hilarious. I want to talk All about the humor bullshit um, you could get in. for a second. So you mentioned, you know, the billboard thing. That's super funny. So at GamesCon, now I had to leave Victim Stream before this announcement happened, but at GamesCon, there was some game with like a talking gun that everyone online was freaking out about. The Rick and Morty game. The Rick well, and Morty. It's not create, a, it's the same, same creator, yeah. I guess. From the, the creator, very obviously Rick and Morty inspired game. And it's yeah, like, yeah. I watched the trailers because people on Twitter were talking about it, and I'm just like, they're just like, oh my God, this could be game of the year. It's so funny. And I'm just like watching all the footage, and it's like, I didn't laugh at all. This isn't funny it, in the slightest. People are roasting it now. Like Twitter's 180 almost on it now. Really good. It's so yeah. weird. Twitter we Twitter's have, uh, a weird place now. It's you, not you funny. Think it's, all, it, it's all like <laughs> little kids and like getting angry at shit. But uh-huh. it, it, it starts out that way, and then sometimes things just 180, and it's like, weren't you just praising this yesterday? What the fuck changed? I know. Well, it's and like I can understand. <laughs> well, Rick and Morty is wildly successful. Well, like it or not. Uh, I'm well. I am not a fan of it. That doesn't mean that other people can't enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's wildly successful. I can see why somebody would essentially make a video game about it without actually being about Rick and Morty. Uh, it, it reminds me. So I I went to my sister's house for the first time. She recently got a new house, right? Okay. She, she didn't buy it, but she's renting. But it was a big moment for her, oh, so. right? Uh, and I I finally like get to see it on the inside for the first time. Uh, and she shows me this one of the bedrooms because it's just her and her boyfriend, right? But it's like a two-bedroom house. One of the bedrooms is like dedicated to several bookshelves with her entire library. Uh, it doesn't all oh. fit. Uh, and then a bunch of Warhammer figurines and a bunch of Funko Pops. She and her boyfriend have this huge collection, and there's like an entire stack that is only Rick and Morty. And then she's like, you know, Rick and Morty, and I'm just like, I've never seen that show. I don't think it's very funny. Uh, and just the look oh. of devastation on her face. Did you hurt her? <laughs> I mean, she didn't care. She's like, oh, yeah, whatever. But, like, I think she was taken aback that I, I both haven't seen that show and I don't think it's funny. <laughs> you know what? I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take her down another peg for you, Dylan. Unfortunately, <laughs> people who collect Funko Pops are poor people that want to be collectors. Ooh, shots fired. And I mean, listen, friends I, don't let friends do Funko Pops. I know. Right? I know why people like Funko don't Pops. Don't buy them. But definitely, I think they're the lowest quality op- option. Well, they're also, them. it's like 15 bucks per, I think. Yeah. Full well, disclosure, the two, like the three cheap. Funko Pops on my desk my sister gave to me. I don't have, <laughs> I, I, if I had, like, if I could take her entire collection of Funko Pops and liquidate it into the cash she spent to make it, I would buy Nendroids with it. Like. That, that, perfect. Exactly. That's that's what I would want. Um, yeah, Dylan knows. Dylan knows it's up. I get it. Well, you know, there are Dylan those, and uh, there are actual figurines. That yeah. too. I will like, say though, with actual eyes, <laughs> the best Funko Pops are ones that are not humanoid characters. Oh so, yeah, my favorite one I have uh, is a Crash Bandicoot one with like the goggles of the jetpack. You can't oh, see his eyes. Perfect. It's perfect. That's a good one. Alphonse from Fullmetal Alchemist. Great. Goggles. Fucking and, wonderful. Uh, uh, goggles. Here's. Here are my desk. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah, yeah. It has jetpack, too. Did you get that at that steampunk festival? <laughs> I no, Well, it was a store. Oh, right. Yeah, I got that one, and I got mm-hmm. this little guy. And Victim pointing in the back to the gigantic figures behind him uh, yeah, on the yeah, camera. Well, I, I mean, Alduin, yeah. I don't have Scrolls. anything like that. Uh, I've just got a... To- I've wanted to add some stuff to my shelf. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. So you think, you think we've <laughs> learned our lesson of Fallout 76, but I'm still buying the really expensive fucking edition for... This, for 
for Elder Scrolls 6, and I don't give a shit how bad of an investment that is. That one, I'm willing to bite the bullet on. And I know Same. that a lot of Same. people, you know, like, typically I am of the opinion that, you know, it's all or nothing. But, with that, like, I was going to get the game anyways. And I'm, it doesn't matter, like, how bad the game starts as. And in fairness to Fallout 76, it's not a terrible game. They've just done a lot of terrible things to it with things like... Uh, uh, they tried too know, hard to make uh, it an the, uh, the The things that we... Uh, the microtransactions. They did terrible things with the microtransactions. Mm-hmm. And uh, fuck, what's the other one that we really hate? Uh, the calendar it, one. Like the you, season you pass. Get, oh, well, thank yeah, you. Battle Pass, Season Pass. Season, oh, yeah, yeah they, one or the other. <laughs> they're the same thing. We do it mm-hmm. just with different names. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess but, that's uh, fair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, if they did, like, 76, I distaste on whole other reasons. Because I, uh, I dated somebody who played 76, and I played it with her a bit. And I was like, this isn't as terrible as I was led to believe. Mm-hmm. However, it's still pretty bad. Yeah. But oh, Fallout beta, Online. Beta like, and yeah, launch? Yeah, oh, it's it yeah. so bad. You didn't play it alone. <laughs> no. That's yeah. the big thing, yeah. It's a big difference. Um, yeah. like there's a big well, difference between playing Guild Wars 2 alone and playing Guild Wars 2 with a bunch of friends, right? Yeah, and you can overlook problems with games when you have buddies with you. That's, uh, you know, that it's or like, the very least laugh at yeah. them. Right. Yeah, yeah, like, it, and it doesn't forgive bad games, but it certainly makes them not as terrible when you're playing. Mm-hmm. So, so, uh, Victim... Yeah. You, you 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 splurged on the uh, on those collector's editions to get all those figurines behind you, but you didn't for Xenoblade. Yep. I don't think there was a special edition anyway. There was, but it it sold out entirely very quick. Both times they sold mm-hmm. it, so I I just didn't bother. So I have I an wanted en- to, but uh, I was gonna say I have an entire page of notes for my oh. final thought review, so we can hopefully not bring it up again because <laughs> right, I finally right. beat it. So I mean, let's do this. When I stream it in the next couple of weeks, it'll, we'll, we'll bring it back up. Oh, of course, because I am super excited. Because <laughs> so. you finished Cyberpunk. We'll talk about that next. Um, sure. Yeah. I want to talk about that next. So let me let me give you my Xenoblade spoiler-free final review, right? I might clip this. I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. So, uh, so, Victim, you might actually be kind of surprised to learn that this review is not entirely positive. It's actually a really complex topic. I really like the game, but I don't know if I can really say it's the best game I've played today or this year. Right. Okay. Um, there's a lot of reasons for that. I'm gonna I'm gonna go into it really quick, but uh, you know we're gonna you know do a review on our show because I actually beat this fucking game and it's super fucking long. Right. Uh, I'd like to start with the ending just because I don't want to waste time for any of the listeners listening to the podcast. Right. So starting with the end of the review, I'm gonna say if you already like Xenoblade, you're already a fan of the franchise and you're familiar with it, having either played the first one or the second one, you don't have to have played both. But if you liked both or you only liked one or the other, you will still like this. You probably already have it. You have it today, <laughs> uh, victim. Um, or it's probably on your list of games to get in short order. So, like, you don't need to hear it from me. Why, why would you even care, right? If you were on the fence or if you haven't played Xenoblade 1 and 2 or if you don't like JRPGs or you just don't like Xenoblade, this game is not going to change your mind. It's not for you. Like... This game is not going to make it better. <laughs> what Dylan is saying is don't be Dunky. Don't buy the game if you already know you're going to hate it. I'll talk about Dunky after my review, actually. His video is hilarious, by the way. Um, I did watch it. 
And I'm not mad about his video. There's something else he did that I'm mad about. Um, yeah, yeah. More on that in a little bit. So uh, let's start with the negative, right? And then I'd like to end with the positive and the comparison. So with the negative, first of all, it's too easy. Here's what I mean by that. Maybe it's because I played Xenoblade Chronicles 2 and struggled through it and learned how that game works. And then I went with that knowledge into the new one. And that like kind of sped things up with the whole figuring the game out thing. They add a lot of new systems. You do have to learn some new shit. Still too fucking easy. <laughs> However, that is partially my fault because there is a difficulty slider. There's easy, medium, and hard. I pick medium thinking I don't have time to do hard. <laughs> I would not beat the game if I played it on hard because I think it would take too long uh, because I just don't have that kind of free time. But Victim, I'm going to recommend that you play it on hard mode. Because like yeah, the first, I was going to. You might struggle on the first chapter because you don't have much opportunity to grind. But like when I played on normal... Um, you may be familiar, in Xenoblade Chronicles 2, there's this concept called the chain attack, right? That comes back in this game, and you get it pretty early. So the chain attack gives you an experience bonus when you do an overkill. That's where the chain attack is going, you deplete the enemy's health, and you keep doing the chain attack. All the damage you do on top of their death is bonus experience, right? Like, it raises a percentage. And then there's these enemies with blue and red health bars that signal that they're basically a mini or super boss of the area. They have a bonus percentage of experience, like 250 or 300% on top of that. So I didn't grind traditionally, like a JRPG game where you just do a, done, a ton of battles. Instead, since I understand the mechanics really well, I would fight these blue and red enemies that are above my level and using strategy, beat them, kill them with a chain attack where I initiate the chain attack when they have a sliver of health left and I would beat the shit out of them in a really well done chain attack and I would just level up everything. I was constantly oh, wow. 10 levels higher than the story's mission content recommended level. Like, the, the enemies did not catch up to my level until the final boss fight, where the final phase of the final boss was exactly my level. I only died twice. So, don't play it on normal. <laughs> yeah, that sounds... Yeah, I, I will mean, that say, sounds though. like something I would have done anyways. Because I feel like yeah. if I start a new game that I'm not entirely familiar with, normal. Every mm -hmm. time. Because... Uh, most of there just to experience it. It sucks if it ends up being too easy. Like so, Persona 4. It, it makes me wonder, though. Bye. Like, if I went back and replayed Xenoblade Chronicles 2 from the beginning, like, not New Game Plus, just, like, started over, would I think that game's too easy as well, just because I understand it now, and I didn't when I started? Uh, that might be the case. So it's like, is that fair criticism? I'm not sure. Right? So I want to point that out. I did play number two. I love that one. Number three, it encompasses features from one and two, mechanically. So if you played either of those, you're going to be, like, set. You're going to, like, you'll just learn the shit you didn't know and the new shit, and you'll be a complete player. So um, I also want to point out that there are super bosses in this game. There are endgame dungeons that you do, the story does not take you to. There are super bosses that are upwards of level 200. The level cap is 99 for your party, right? I am looking forward to beating those bosses. And I'm looking forward to my son watching me play because he was watching me play a couple times. And he's like, he really likes the combat. It looks cool, right? And so that's probably going to be my excuse to go back and play, even though I've beaten it already. <laughs> to go you, do the you gotta get content. them. You got to get them out of the Minecraft mode. But I know. Early, man. It's like, my little brother won't play anything other than fucking Minecraft. I'm like, play Dark Souls, man. Come on. I'm just waiting he's for him like, to learn how to read. And then it's like, you want to play an RPG? Like, it doesn't have to be Xenoblade. Perfect, perfect incentive, honestly. Yeah. I, I, think I'm, I think I might have mentioned this before, but briefly, I... The only reason I was ever incentivized to learn to read is I, I actually learned it later than I think most people. 
Um, mm -hmm. Like, I think it was, like, grade two before I was truly learning to read. Um, mm. Like, you can read words, but, like, reading a sentence, like, really, like... Yeah, like, if I were to, Like, I couldn't read it. a book. Mm -hmm. Like, there would be so much I, I wouldn't catch, right? But Pokemon. Fucking Pokemon, of all, of all games. I, I, I wanted to understand what everyone was saying. Mm. And it was bothering me that I couldn't. Yeah. So I the difference was incentivized between, like, to learn. You could read letters off a page and, and read what the words are, and you might know what the, the words mean, but, like, an actual, like, sentence, like, an actual, like, delivery of a speech, like, what are they saying? What is yeah. the plot relevance? What is happening? Like, that is, like, another level of reading that some people never quite grasp, right? Like, I remember, uh, and I've told this story on the podcast before, I'll tell it again. Um, I remember when I was in fourth grade, we were taking turns reading from some passage of some book, right? The two people before me, they're just reading words off a page. They don't know what they're saying. They don't know what they're reading. They're just reading the words quickly, right? And it kind of sounds like reading. But if you ask them what that sentence was about, they'd be like, huh? I don't know, right? Um, and then I read, and I, ha I enunciate. I, like, I give characters accents, right? I make them sound different from each other, and I give the narrator a voice because, you know, you say, you know, sentence said whoever because this is children's reading, right? But, like, yeah. I can read. I can actually read. And... I didn't realize how offensive it was at the time, but like somebody in the class was like, wow, you read really good. Or that was really cool. And I was like, yeah, I know how to read. <laughs> yeah, get wrecked, nerds. Implying that those other poor fourth graders don't, but like I didn't realize I mean, how rude that true. was until later. You know, what you said is true, but also, yeah, probably pretty rude. Yeah, it was rude. And I, <laughs> yeah. I didn't realize so much yeah. later how rude that was. Uh, so back to Xenoblade, okay? So my second gripe is the villain. So, Victor, you brought up that a friend of yours told you that the villains are cartoonish, and I kind of disagreed. I still disagree. Okay. That's not the problem with the villains. Uh, the problem I have with the villains is they just don't stand up to Xenoblade Chronicles 2's impossibly high bar. Because in Xenoblade Chronicles 2, the villains were the most interesting characters. They had a lot going for them. Yeah, they, they, they were interesting from the get-go. A, a lot of the protagonists took a while to get interesting. Right. And I mean, that's because we're, 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 we're growing with those characters, right? Character development. Right. They come from but nothing. we or, aren't yeah. with the villains. So they well, right. There's have a reason to be impressive the, uh, from the beginning. The protagonists that were the best protagonists were the older protagonists that were almost even antagonists when you meet them. Right. Yeah. And yeah. So I will say the villains, they don't hold up to Xenoblade Chronicles 2, but most games don't either. Uh, these villains, uh, one thing I do like is that they were not redeemable. Um, and oh, good. <laughs> killing them was fun, right? It, it felt good to kill them because, like, they still played an important role of the plot, right? Like, they're not bad. They're just, they're, they could have been so much more. And it's a little just, it's like, it's a missed opportunity, right? A missed opportunity to be more. But I can look past it. I can forgive it. Uh, and I'll get to more of that. And the, the reason I forgive that, I'll get to that in the in the good section. So I have a couple more notes. Um, so I wanted to know more about these villains. The game, it tells you some details about some of the villains, some more than others. Um, and that's really cool when they finally delve into a little bit of backstory. But like, it's not like hidden lore that you need to go find. Like it's straight up missing, right? Like, oh, and they, it's okay. It does. They don't serve the plot much other than to be an antagonistic force, right? Um, and again, it might be DLC stuff. I, I mean, that's where we got a lot of uh, story about the other ones. That's true. true. That yeah. is true. It, they didn't need I mean, it. We already kind of knew. Like yeah. they had hinted at it. Oh, we didn't. Well, we right. Didn't we got to see how all things the did information. Them. Yeah. So we knew more or less what happened, but then you got to play it. Yeah, like we didn't know who. What was her name? Laura. We didn't really know her much but about. We knew her, yeah. what Jin was, so we knew something like that mm -hmm. had to have happened. 
It's like, if I were to compare these villains to another RPG that I know, I would probably compare them to Ultimate Shift from Final Fantasy VIII. Uh, I mean, she's built up. She wasn't, like, a surprise, but she feels abrupt either way, right? Because she's kind of inserted at the end as, oh, I'm the real bad guy, by the way, right? And it's like, who the fuck are you? Where were you before? And it's like, well, I was there. You just didn't know. It's like, fine. Fine. Like, uh, if you didn't like Ultimicia, you're not going to like these villains. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not awful. I, there are a lot of games out there with worse villains, let me tell you, right? Um, so don't don't let it discourage you. It's not the end of the world. Uh, I want to talk about um, some comparisons and things that I liked about the game. So putting the villains aside, I will dare to say that the main cast, like the party that you play in Zelda Chronicles 3, better than 2. Straight up. I like these characters better. I'm more invested in their health, safety, and feelings than I was with the crew in 2. I can't really speak for 1 because that's kind of a distant memory. I did not replay Definitive Edition. I bought it. Never got around to playing it. Um, but, like, I don't hold Xenoblade Chronicles 1 in as high of regard as some of the other super fans do. Uh, because Xenoblade Chronicles 1, as unique as it is in some places, it's a generic shonen story, right? It just is. Shulk is the most generic shonen protagonist in a Nintendo game, probably, right? Whereas Xenoblade Chronicles 2, they, they did a bunch of, like, tropes aversion that was actually fun and cool, right? And yeah, I think that's ultimately why that's there was super a memorable in the fans. Yeah, like so, Xenoblade Chronicles 2's protagonists are way more memorable than Xenoblade Chronicles one, in my opinion. I mean, shonen and power fantasy bullshit is fun, right? But like Xenoblade Chronicles two definitely had one beat in the protagonist. But I say three raised the bar, right? These protagonists yeah. were even better, right? And like, they're way less tropey uh, than one, and also two. Like, yeah, sure, 2 did a lot of trope subversion, but they still, like, built up a trope and then subverted it on purpose, right? Whereas these, it's like, it was it was just original. <laughs> like, I mean, it's not the most original thing, because I'm sure it's been done in other places before, but, like, it's it feels funky fresh, okay? Um, mm-hmm. There's a couple things I didn't like about the heroes, and it was that they, 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 kind, of be- they kind of suck at po- connecting the dots. But it serves the narrative, because, uh, and I mentioned this in the last episode, when I gave the spo- the slight spoilers on chapter one, but like um, in this game, the characters grew up in a world where a lot of the shit that we take for granted in real life is not a thing, right? Like they don't have like cultural identity, right? Like they don't have differences between people. You're either from this army who look like these things, or you're from this other army who looks like these other things, right? And they just fight. Right? Like, they're physically different enough they could tell each other apart. Right? But they never sit down and think, why does that chick have wings on her head? Why do you look like a robot? What's that glowing crystal in her chest? What are those? Right? They never stop to think, like, what are these differences? I don't understand what they are. And having played Xenoblade 1 and 2, it's like, I know what those differences are. They went in great detail in both games. And it's, like, a little frustrating that they, they don't ask more questions. But... They live in a world where they never bothered to ask those questions. They always they took that for granted, right? And it, it makes sense that they struggle to connect the dots. But it's a little frustrating because it, it's like I feel like they should be smarter than this at in some instances. Yeah, it's actually kind of funny you bring that up, and I don't I don't mention this to try and transition away from anything. We can continue, <laughs> but Genshin's story actually did something like that too. Mm. That I actually kind of like that though. 
because there's a there's a thing about normalization when it comes when it comes to like obviously the real world parallel. Mm-hmm. What you don't question things you consider normal, right? And that's right. a big plot point in this game. It's like this is normal to them. Like they don't like oftentimes like characters uh, that they meet along the journey uh, will say things that they don't understand. Like uh, there's this one like hero quest uh, later in the game where um, someone refers to the place that they're from as a motherland, and they're like, "What does that word mean?" Right? Because th- they don't understand the concept of a mother. Right? Um, they also don't understand the concept of a town because they don't have those. Right? Yeah. It's like a camp, but less for fighting. <laughs> right. They don't understand the concept, right? And it's part of the plot, so I don't want to fault them for it. But it's a little frustrating as a, as the the viewer. It's like, come on, you really can't connect these dots. It's right in your face. See, I see. I love that though. <laughs> like, I, I'm probably gonna enjoy that quite a bit. You, I, you will. I know you will. But I, I don't expect other people to enjoy it. And oh my god, that's fair. If yeah. you didn't play Xenoblade Chronicles one or two, you don't need to play both. You just need one. Uh, but one of them. Uh, but if you didn't play either of those and you go into this game blind, you're gonna be so fucking lost and confused and frustrated. Like, holy shit, this is not an entry point to the franchise. One and two were both entry points because they take place at the same time and they're so disconnected from each other that you can enjoy them independently in either order. That was fucking cool. What's fucking cool about three is that you don't need to play both. You just need to play one of them and you can play three. So if you played two and not one, you can play three. If you played one and not two, you can play three. You'll get it. You will understand. And that's cool. I like that. That's kind of unique. I See, can't really forgive. I just went and but... watched a recap. <laughs> that's fine. I, I, that's I fine. watched two recaps, actually, uh, so that I could make sure I could... Uh... It's legit. These things I also watched a recap before I played. So I, I'm pretty familiar with the one at this point. Actually, with what you were saying earlier, mm-hmm. I don't think I would have liked one very much. There was a lot that they yeah. did with the story that like a lot of characters died, a lot of characters came back from death, they, and they seemingly had no repercussions to any of this. Mm-hmm. It was kind of weird, and I, I mean, maybe it's explained a little bit better if I like actually get all the context from playing, but that's mm-hmm. fucky in a way that I'm, I'm I, I don't know, man. <laughs> it just seemed a bit heavy-handed. Right. And it's like, there's no consequence. Now, there, there's a couple moments in 3 where it gets a little dicey, right? And everything works out. But the way they handle it in 3, without getting into spoilers, right? Like, it has a lot of impact. In Z-Blade Chronicles 1, people will die and come back, and it's like, oh, alright, cool, right? In Z-Blade Chronicles 3, people will take great risk. They'll come out okay, but the fact that they took great risk has plot relevance. And it's very dark, Right? So it's like, that's very two very different plot experiences. In Zebra Chronicles 1, they just die and come back, right? Uh, whereas Zebra Chronicles 3, like, people will take risks, and that bears weight. And there are some really touchy scenes that I'm referencing that I will not spoil. Um, you'll know when you get there <laughs> what yeah, I'm talking what about. Um, I like that. Because there, there, there is there is loss and there is grief and there is a lot of, of crazy shit that happens, right? Uh, but there's also crazier shit that doesn't happen that almost happens and it's like oh fuck, <laughs> right? Like I felt the tension. Um, that was okay. So uh, again, uh, no spoilers, but given that it's a JRPG, you probably expect there is romance. I mean, it's not like a dating sim where you can romance whoever, right? There just there's romance in the plot. I won't say who 
or what, right? But, like, what's cool about how it's done in this game is because what I mentioned earlier with the way the world is and how these characters don't understand concepts, they don't have certain words in their vocabulary, just because a lot of shit we take for granted, they just don't have in this world, right? But they should. It's been denied to them, right? By the powers that be. So, there's romance in this story. And these two characters obviously fall in love with each other, but never once do they ever tell each other that they love each other because they don't know what that fucking word means. But they still arrive there, and that was beautiful. That was great plot development. And I, I thought it was good writing. That was really nice to see, right? It sounds nice. It sounds lovely. It's, sort of, <laughs> it's very sad. It's a very sad story, but it is good. Um, and I thought they, they, they handled that really well, given the weirdo plot that they have, right? Um, yeah. But yeah, minimal romance, still cried. <laughs> um, so moving on. Um, so I'd also like to point out a couple other points of praise, right? You may remember in Zealand Chronicles 2, Torn of the Golden Country, the expansion that came out at the end of the season's pass, right? Yep. There were two points in that game where you were blocked by needing to do side quests. Do you remember that? Yeah. That sucked. There's no excuse. I mean... I was going to do them anyways. <laughs> I know you were, but that's but still I'm an, dumb. I'm an, I'm, an, I'm an outlier. I'm an outlier. Well, it's not a side quest if you're blocked by it. Yeah. Yeah. So that never happens in Xenoblade Chronicles 3. And this game is so fucking long, I didn't do all the side quests. It still took forever. I'm going to go back and finish those side quests too, by the way, in post-game. Because, of course, there's post-game, just like the other two games, right? Um, and it's handled just like 1 and 2, where... You get dropped off in front of the point of no return, and it's like, oh, all right, cool. <laughs> you can reach fight the final boss as many times as you want, uh, just like two uh, and one. So that's fine. Um, at least I think that oh, happens I, in one. I'm not I sure. I have one important question. Yes. You get to drive your mech suit. You can drive a boat. <laughs> However, the if you've seen the trailer or you're spoiled on chapter one, you will know that there's a mechanic in the game where you can combine two characters into one like large character. It's kind of like a robot. Doesn't really yeah, look but, like one. But, but I remember like... I remember You're thinking of Xenoblade Chronicles X. I know. And everyone loves Xenoblade Chronicles X, but it came out of the Wii U and it's even more disconnected than all the other games. It's just... And, and if you want to piss off a fan, you say that it's still canon to Xenoblade and then they will get very angry and then you can laugh <laughs> yeah. at them for being angry. Or... I mean, they're all canon. Just ask uh, ask anybody, right? Well, I think we've pro I've probably bitched him out about this at length, but <laughs> when, when legal when legality comes into question, that doesn't mean that it can't be. It just means that the developer can't tell you it is. I've learned this with Demon Souls. <laughs> I am very well versed in this. Mm -hmm. So let me so. let me wrap up my 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 review here with a TLDR. All right, so TLDR, okay. If you already like Xenoblade, you've probably already bought the game. Why are you listening to me? Um, you're going to love it. You're going to be eating good. Everything that was good about other two Xenoblade games is present here and better. Um, the villains aren't as good as two, but the party is so much better that I don't care. Right? Um, seriously. Um, you should play it on hard mode and just enjoy it. Uh, I look forward... I'm still playing on normal because I don't think you can change the difficulty. Uh, or if you can, I forgot. Um, 
but I'm looking forward to fighting the level 200 super bosses at level 99, right? On normal mode, because that's what I did that in two. They should still be difficult. They will still be difficult. Yeah, um, yeah they're weapons, right? Right. <laughs> they're like so, Final Fantasy Seven. So I enjoy that, and I the combat. Oh my god, I forgot to mention the combat. The combat and just the gameplay of battle, better than one and two, both. Way better, right? They got that part right. It's never been better in this franchise. Uh, and that's why I look forward to fighting the super bosses, because the combat's so good that it'll make me feel good when I beat them. Uh, however, I'm sad that I played on normal, because I feel like the journey to endgame should have been more challenging, right? Like, there was no challenge except for, like, a couple of fights, which includes the final boss battle. I was thankful that it was hard, right? Because the final boss battle in 2 is a pushover, right? It's right. It, it, it's, it's a common staple in JRPGs, let's be real. Yeah. But, like, the final boss in 2 was, a, like, a single phase. Like, after his half health point, he has one new attack that wipes the party, right? But, like, a couple chain attacks and a couple smash combos, and he's dead, you know? Yeah. <laughs> It's like when you fight the magical Leopoldon at the end of uh, Elden Ring. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like, you have the great, this is great, you know, fighting the guy who shattered the Elden Ring. And then afterwards, they're like, <laughs> flipper over there. Mm. Yeah. You know, weird, weirdo, bizarro, avatar looking thing. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> it was awful. I'm looking forward to playing the end game. Uh, because the game is actually fun. I'm also looking forward to finishing all the side quests that I didn't do before the final boss battle. Um, but again, take my advice. Play on hard mode. Take the extra some hours it will take to beat hard mode. Because you will enjoy the game more. Because the fighting will be challenging. Um, and also, it's long. Not because of the fight duration. The fights can be long. But it's there's so many cutscenes. And there's so much like going from one place to another and exploring the world. And all the different side shit you can do. Like, I finally beat it, and I can confirm, you never go to that fucking desert. I mean, there's one quest where you have to get something from a really specific person who is in the desert. But that's at the very end of the game, right? And I, I, I mentioned the other day, last episode, like, I found this desert, and it was, like, totally optional. The story never took me here. But everything was at my level, and it was totally optional. And it's like, oh, this area is bigger than the area I came from. Why is this here? And that's crazy to me that they have so much room, so much area. And it was all interesting. It never got boring, right? Exploring. Like, the areas are not too samey. Like, sure, in Zealand Chronicles 2, Gormont kind of looks like uh, a grassy land. And then where else do you see grassy land? Like, there's a little bit of grassy land in Uriah, but it's indoors. So it's a little dark, right? <laughs> oh, it's so different. <laughs> like, no, this place, like, every area was very unique. And that was cool. So, gameplay, best in the series. Party, better than the other parties in the series. Uh, a little annoying how little they knew about the world, but it was intentional, so I will forgive it. If you don't like the franchise, this game will not change your mind. And if you're looking for a good JRPG, play Scarlet Nexus. <laughs> That's my review. <laughs> I want to talk about Donkey real quick before we move on. So, yeah, just because that just happened, right? So, so Donkey, right? He made a really hilarious video about Xenoblade Chronicles 3. It was actually hysterical. Don't watch it, though, because there's a lot of spoilers in it. And I, I wish he wouldn't do that. Like, I feel like he could have made all those same jokes without showing all that spoilers. But he doesn't like the game, so he doesn't care, right? Um, yeah. That's his right. I just wish he would, like, spoiler tag it or something. Because, like, I would have been really mad if I saw that before beating the game. But luckily, 
I've been like hiding from the internet this whole time trying to beat this damn game before seeing any spoilers. So I, I got pretty Dun unspoiled the entire experience. Donkey's a weird anomaly because like on one hand, he, he's a funny guy. <laughs> I do. I, 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 I used to watch him all the time. But like, I don't know. I feel like he's getting to this point where like he kind of holds a, mm -hmm. a level of popularity on the internet with as little effort as possible. I think that's a good way of putting that. Yeah. But, and that's mm -hmm. great if it's working for him. I ain't, I'm not here to throw shade, but when he tries to pretend like he's like important because of that, so like like a review, because mm -hmm. he's trying to poise this review as a as a super serious thing, like his other reviews. And from my understanding, he's usually pretty serious when he's mm -hmm. talking about that kind of shit. It's not him trolling. Um, but then in the video is him trolling, or memeing, joking, right. however you want to phrase it, right? But like. Uh, I haven't watched it myself, obviously. Mm -hmm. I was pretty pretty certain there were spoilers in it, so I didn't bother. But well, if you don't, from want, what I hear, it's pretty fucked. If up. you don't want to watch his videos, just remind him that uh, he lets other dudes fuck his wife. He'll block you, and then you can't see his videos anymore. There you <laughs> oh, go. He tries to hide that information really carefully, and it gets out, and it makes him upset. So, <laughs> uh, no, that's besides the point. Um, so, what's it called? His video was actually hilarious and his criticisms of the game were actually valid, but like they were really surface level. Like he really hated how little the characters knew about the world. Right? Like I pointed that out. That's actually kind of annoying, but he didn't forgive it because he didn't like the plot. Right? Mm, fair, I guess. But he didn't like the other game. So of course he's not going to like this one. I'm not surprised know, like at the slightest. And then he's had similar issues with other games where like he, he mm -hmm. hates the, like, the length of them. And it's like, how can you hate a game for being too long? I, like, I understand not wanting to beat something in a, a single go. Fair. But you can always set it down. And especially modern-day JRPGs, they usually have come with like a complex journal or like complex fucking like node system that's like, oh, you've been gone three months? Here's exactly what you were doing last time. You may not remember why you were doing it, but this is what you were doing. Mm -hmm. Well, I can so. understand why people who review games as a job don't like length. And in That's fairness, a fair point. I, there are definitely games, but that's biased though. Admitted to, um, like, and at like the fifty-hour mark, I'm done with the game. Like, I, I definitely, I definitely games done. like that too. <laughs> but, but the game's still going because reasons. But I think that that's something to be said about a game that can't carry its length, and I think oh, that right. that's bad. I don't think it's necessarily because it's too long though. I, think that's, I mean, that's if you've got 50 bad. hours of gameplay, but it's a 100-hour game, that's a problem. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, and it, you know, it, but if you like Xenoblade Chronicles, you're going to like this game. Yeah, that's, it's that it's simple. Like, it you don't need to hear it from me. So uh, back to Donkey's video for a second, right? Um, so what, the video is fine. It's actually really funny. It just spoils too much stuff, so I'm not going to recommend that you watch it, right? Um, but maybe give it a watch after you beat the game. Because it was actually funny. Uh, he just, he, his problem was mostly like the characters repeating the same words over and over, which happened in two as well. Um, it happens in literally every translated yeah. piece of, of work out of Japan. He also yeah. like complained about. It's frustrating. About I fucking battles. hate it too, for the record. <laughs> I hate it. Uh, I, I've actually made this complaint uh, before, and I forget what it was for. It was some, so, like, I think it was like Persona 5. Mm hmm. Let's say I, I, it was four or five. It was one of the one of the JRPGs I played in the last like few years, but like where they'll be like, "Oh my god, uh, and we have to go do this," 
Anne, come with me. Anne, where are you? And that'll be that'll be like the three following sentences. Like, bitch, you can say her, she, fuck, Christ. There's other words to use. Right. And, and it, it pisses me off, but it, it's just translation. Yeah, and, and it's fine. while they, they, the translators could know better, but when I, you're translating that much shit... I feel like they did it on purpose. Because if you think about it, uh, in Xenoblade Chronicles 1 and 2, at the end of battles and when they pick up rare items, they always say the same couple lines. And you yeah. memorize them, and that's kind of part of the fun, right? Like, that, it's just a serious staple at this point. And it's like, I'm not surprised they did it again. Like, they could have fixed it. They could be like, that's a problem. We should record more lines. No, they didn't. <laughs> like, so, yeah. It's a massive game, and audio files are massive, like, information files. You can't really... Mm-hmm. You can only compress audio so much and still have it sound there's, good. There's so many speaking lines in this game and so many lengthy cutscenes. I don't know if that was yeah. a consideration, but... Let, oh, let, no, I that's will what say, I'm saying. They may have just been like, yeah. we don't have much else, so you know what? Ten into battle lines is all you get, motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. I will say this. Um, the thing I didn't like about Donkey's video is that he went on Twitter and he posted a bunch of spoilers untagged, right? Uh, yeah. And then he started trending on Twitter for having done that. And then he deleted those tweets and then made a new tweet saying, ah, I'm trending. They must have really liked my video. Go watch it. And that's shitty. That is that is really shitty of him to do. <laughs> like, it's, you yeah. know. I think we're already establishing Donkey is not the mm-hmm. uh, most ethical of people. Yeah. Oh, lay epic troll. I get it. Ha, ha, ha. Go back to Reddit. Well, but whatever. <laughs> I mean, but I him or his fan base are probably some of the same people that would be like y- how dare you talk about infinity war when mm-hmm. it's you know only a week old on the internet how mm-hmm. dare you yeah but i yeah. i will say donkey has a bit of a point because there's a lot of xenoblade fanboys who are just f- foaming at the mouth at what he did and his video because they just cannot stand criticism of their favorite thing right um and every fan base has that right and i really like this game but if you're looking for a new jrpg just play scarlet nexus if you don't like xenoblade seriously like scarlet nexus was a better game hands down i i'm not afraid to admit it uh i spent more hours playing xenoblade because it's that much longer but that's okay played a little scarlet nexus it didn't they didn't drag me in as well as it could have i don't think which character did you pick uh chick that's the problem i think Oh, it's always a coin flip when I've got two options. Yeah, it, well, yeah. that's not the, well, I, I haven't like, played her route yet. I don't actually don't know how good her story is. Oh, I mean, it, no, it was the gameplay that I was just like, this is very... Well, she's a ranged attacker, and then the dude is a melee attacker. It feels more right to me. Mm. Like, it flows way better. It's probably better for your first run. Like, I'm looking forward to the day that I go back to Scarlet Nexus, because I'm going to play as the chick, because I have not seen her story, because the first, like, two-thirds of the game... Very different based on which character you pick because their paths don't cross often, right? Uh, but it's one narrative. It's like Tenchu 2. It's one narrative, right? Yeah. yeah in, in fairness to the game, you know, it might flow better. She just... it, And I could probably try it again with the controller instead of... Uh, oh, I play with the controller. That was also a big reason. Because the keyboard, it's like... The keyboard, they literally... Every little thing has its own keyboard contextual option. Oh, hell no. <laughs> Good old Dark Souls. Oh boy, uh, my favorite thing about Dark Souls Two, on the keyboard, is they thought it'd be you know big brain move. We're gonna make it so that there's uh, there's press keys for everything, uh, including doubling up on what your mouse does. But then there's also toggle keys, mm. and they're just randomly across your keyboard. Yeah, 
So I mean, if you end up, you end, you can end up in an infinite loop of holding your shield out, and there's nothing you can do about it. And you gotta hope and pray you can get it a combat long enough to fucking read the controls and figure out what fucking button that was. I uh, I definitely have played enough of these games to be like, man, that's a pain in the ass. Like, uh, Metal Gear Solid Five on PC, the PC controls yes. were hot ass. Yeah, yeah, I played it on PC as well with those controls, and holy shit. Uh, that was part of the reason why I couldn't stand it, really. Yeah. I, I couldn't play it on controller. Oh, you need a controller. I, I just, I didn't, I didn't, I don't mm-hmm. like to feel a controller when it comes to shooters anymore. I can't do it. I mean, but I also didn't solid, like it's to... not really a con- uh, shooter. Like, yeah, you use guns. Yeah, that's fair. The, like, mm-hmm. There's no flicking in that game to be... Well, I mean, I'm sure somebody rolled their eyes when I said that, but... Uh, yeah, I don't know. I feel like... Yeah, I, I, I think I've mentioned this before. I didn't, I didn't like Metal Gear Solid Five. I think I would love the rest of the series. I didn't like Five that much. As long as, as, long as you didn't tell me that you liked uh, Survive, we're okay. <laughs> yeah. It's just it's one of those things where, like... Five, I think the open world element to it hurt it. In yeah, a way, sure. like, I, I, don't, I don't really like open worlds. I like open worlds that are done exceptionally well. And I don't think 5 was done exceptionally well. I think I the story was probably still great. Gameplay was still probably fine. It's just the fact that you could tackle this base from any different direction meant that it, there wasn't like a clear start point, which I feel like in a stealth game is really important. Unless you're given like an, ex- an extraordinary number of options, but... Not until the end of the game are you really given like a stupidly wide amount of options. So it's like it just feels very bogged down by trying to figure out what the fuck you should be doing at each interval. Unless you're just going guns blazing. But then at that point, why am I not just playing Gears of War? Well, funny enough about the guns blazing, if you want to S rank all the missions, guns blazing is the right way to play the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's an, yeah, that's uh, an issue. It's uh, unfortunate. Cause, yeah, because uh, time is the only thing that really counts for your uh, ranking. So wait a minute. Victim, what other Metal Gear games have you played? I haven't played any of the other ones, but I have watched 1, 2, and 3. That's probably... Pretty much the entire oh, okay. At least you know, like, what happens. But, like... Yeah, like, my, my dad played them when I was younger, so... I think that should go on your stream schedule. One of the... Yeah, yeah me and uh, Jordan were actually talking about it, that I, I realistically want to do a marathon of them at some mm-hmm. point, because I, lo- I love stealth games. Also, that marathon would be a lot shorter than the Tails one. Oh, yeah. Hands down. Easy. (laughs) And there'd be no voiceover work for you because it's all voiced. Hundreds of hours sunk into that series at this point. Mm -hmm. I will say, though, uh, I'm really excited for you to play Xenoblade on stream. I can't promise I'll be there live. I'll definitely watch the VODs, at least your reactions to the cutscenes. Don't know if I'm going to watch you grind and explore. It'll probably be... After Phantom Braves, so probably probably several weeks. I got some lead time then. But, yeah. I got the skooma. Oh, nice. Yeah, skooma. Just uh, grabbed it from off camera. The listeners can't see that, though. <laughs> so, Victim, uh, you're able to play Phantom Brave because you, uh, you uh, finished a game. Yep. You want to talk about Beat it? Beat Cyberpunk. I want to know. Like, I, you gave your impressions, and I was there live when you, you gave your like re- credit review. Um, yeah. But like, it's been a while since you actually played it, so I'm wondering if your ideas or opinions have changed. Did you go back for any other endings or watch them on YouTube? Uh, I haven't, and I don't know if I want to. I think, I, I think I'm kind of content with what I got. Really? What uh, ending did Victim got? He left the city with Pan Am. 
after going with the Aldecados. Okay, Aldecados. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, that's so, the ending that I really mean. Is uh, there? Oh, and uh, so if he left with Pam, that that means he uh, chose himself. Right. Yeah. Fuck you, that, Johnny. It felt great. Like mm-hmm. I, 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 so I'm gonna I'm gonna cliff notes a, a little bit here. I like okay. try to get things out a, a little bit quick because I I feel like the issue I had on stream is that I harped on about this for fucking hours by the end of it all, but I'm so, I'm still I'm I'm just heated that there are people that are not going to fully experience the game for you know maybe issues outside their control you know maybe they don't own a new age console or a new age PC and they can't play the game because it still doesn't quite work on past gen consoles fair I'm not gonna fault anyone for that but it, it just Oh, it bothers me so much, man, because it was actually genuinely one of my favorite games I've ever played. It's it, so good. Like, I was not the, shitting the storytelling, on you when I gave it Game of the Year last year on our Christmas recap. Storytelling was, was perfect. It was so like, good. I, I'm thinking back. I'm, I'm trying to think. Like, there's probably options I could have picked that would have hurt the story. Like, mm-hmm. maybe I got really lucky in what I picked to make make myself feel that way. But it was, it was great. It's also the first video game to insert me as a character. And I'm not going to elaborate any further on that. That's all you're getting. That's all you're getting. It hurts. It's so painful. Mm. What the fuck? Oh, anyways. I know what you mean. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> um, but yeah. So you you picked the Pan Am, and what did you think of the ending? I, what I I wasn't certain what I thought of it at first. I mean, I think the sequence, like leading up to the ending, like the, the final mission. Oh, like getting the Aldecaldo jacket being in. Indu- oh yeah, I was gonna say. No, yeah, honestly, that the final riding up the in the tank because every the know, whole thing is the ending. <laughs> well, yeah, every like there are what four different routes you can pick for the final mission, and the final mission plays out differently between who you bring in, uh, with you know mm-hmm. the assault, who's still alive by that point. I still think the true ending is you and Johnny go, like solo. Well, you take no pills. You just toss those bitches and we go. Well, you the problem with that one, and a lot of people will never have that as an option. Besides, the, you have to sit there for like fifteen minutes on a. Yeah, on well, a because I ramble and deliberate, it, it came up. It came up very easily. Naturally. For me. Yeah. Well, but there's also you also have to uh, do enough Johnny stuff. Uh, yeah. Not suppress him and with the pills. You have to like say the right stuff throughout the ahead. game. It, yeah, throughout the game, there's a lot of things that you and. That's why if you suppress them with the pills, you won't have the option to say a lot of the right things. Mm-hmm. And you have to say the right thing every time like Johnny The tapeworm costume. mission. So the tapeworm yeah. mission pops up every time you finish one of the arcs in Act 2. And, yeah. so, and those arcs can be done in any order, but the conversation is the same. There's the first tapeworm conversation, the second one, the third one. Just The location's different based on which act you just finished, right? And that's what we're saying with the silencing, because you can cut them off during those scenes, and you'll, you'll fuck up that ending, because you won't be able to get it. And yeah, the other no, thing you can I... fuck up is the the scene at the the, the dump hmm. when you're looking for Johnny's body. Apparently, I didn't do that perfectly, but I, I still did it well enough. You don't have to do it's forgiving, uh, but yes, yeah. Well, a lot of it is now. They've definitely gone in and made it a lot more forgiving than it started, mm-hmm. um, which is fine because the game was a lot less forgiving as a game. Like there, there's a lot less reason to forgive the Cyberpunk 2077 at launch than there would be uh, this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, but that's yeah. No, it's a. I think it's a really good mm-hmm. game, and it, uh, like I, I'm trying to remember which fat I went with. Uh, uh, fuck, what's her name? Rogue. Rogue. 
yeah, I went in there with Rogue. And uh, then I picked Johnny to survive. I, I did the same. But I did it on accident because I misinterpreted what they were saying. They were not exactly, like, until Johnny, like, spells it out for you, they're definitely not being very, like, clear mm-hmm. in that uh, final conversation. Um, so what you missed, Victim, was when you pick Johnny yes. and you do Rogue's mission, uh, when you get to Mikoshi and you walk up, you walk up to your V standing there like an NPC and talking to you with V's voice. And you're Johnny, right? Yeah. And you're picking dialogue options for Johnny, and it's so cool. I was like, I was so happy that I had a good appearance. Right, because Johnny, you, you let Johnny have control for the rogue mission. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, but and they do the cool Johnny thing where they change the HUD color and everything. Mm-hmm. But you're playing as V, but you're Johnny. Yeah, you're in V's body playing as Johnny. Um, and it was and- everything. That mission was so fucking cool. That mission was in. So you're not. Was, he's not going back for it. You want to get the play-by-play, like. I mean, yeah. Like we like the biggest difference is like where you assault as well, because mm-hmm. you don't actually attack the same location, either. Like you attack the same tower, but right. uh, I don't recall. Yeah, I'll, I'll like, do the I, breakdown. So you pick yeah. Johnny, you show up at the afterlife, you tell Rogue, "Hey, this is happening." Right. She closes the afterlife. There's this really cool scene where everyone leaves and like. Uh, when you're getting ready to do the mission, like all the lights turn out in the afterlife. Yeah. Right. And so, but before that happens, um, she kicks everyone out. She gets all the guns out. She makes a couple calls, right? You still black out. You still talk to whoever alt, right? Uh, in some, but you, you have that master Netrunner guy helping you, right? His stuff does not explode like Dakota's does. Um, Cause he's a professional. Um, Poor Dakota. Right. You hey, get the stuff. Uh, you have that a... was just instantly gone for me. They, those poor guys. It was just almost instantaneously for me uh, getting on the uh, mm-hmm. bad side of... Uh, oh, fuck. What were they called? The uh... Aldecados? No, not the Aldecados. The uh, other guys. The uh, Pacific... No, it's not the Pacific. Voodoo guys. Boys? The... Yeah, Voodoo Boys. Mm-hmm. Like, instantaneously they turned on me. It was awful. I had to kill all of them. Yeah, I killed them all, too. Victim spared them. I didn't have a choice. They didn't give me an option. <laughs> but yeah, yeah so I, I, I tend to be a pacifist when I play these games. It's weird. Like I have no problem guns ablazing, but you're like, oh, you can turn your weapons on lethal, and oh, I can talk my way out of situations. I'm like, okay, I can like do that. There is <laughs> fundamentally zero benefit in cyberpunk to doing non-lethal. Only in mm. quests. Only, and well, even only then, named char- pretty... Well, only some named characters, but like, there's no in-game benefit. Or anything like that. Mm-hmm. You don't I get extra like help somewhat... in the final mission, or anything like that for yeah, leaving there, people alive. There's somewhat different dialogue, I guess, when you do a lot of the like side content by le- leaving people alive, like the special targets. But like, it's the, fluff more than anything. This, mm-hmm. yeah, it is literally fluff. Uh, when you like different outcomes and missions, like if you say go guns blazing, when uh, they're like, oh, you should be silent and you know go in peacefully and stuff. You go in, you kick in the front door, kill everybody. The only difference is they'll bitch at you in the comms. That mm-hmm. is literally the only difference. You get the same. I, I think there's like some news shit. Like, like for I some don't know missions. anything about the background world. There, was, but like, but realistically, it's it's still oh it changes no, really like well. you get the same mission rewards and things like that mm-hmm. for no matter. Oh, how I think you lose your bonus if you don't do the uh, like do the. It depends. Shit, sometimes you can still other, get the bonus. Other than that. Yeah, oh, yeah, really? uh, yeah. They're like sometimes like they won't lose out on item bonuses, which 
item bonuses don't matter anyways, because mm. yeah. you're going to craft better stuff than they'll ever give you. Or, you know, use Johnny's mm-hmm. gear. So, like, I didn't like Johnny's gun. It felt very lackluster comparatively to, like, the Comrade Hammer, where I'm just yeah. one-shotting people through walls. <laughs> the only cool thing about Johnny's gun, in my opinion, is... Well, two cool things. The animations and the melee. Mm-hmm. Setting people on fire will never not be cool. It's but nice. not being able to modify the gun really made it lackluster. Did you get Johnny's car? Oh, the Porsche yes. 911? Yep. Yeah. Good. So let, let me give you the, the rest of the play-by-play victim. So if you pick Rogue's Path, right, um, you, you talk to Alt in the Netrunner chair in the back of the afterlife with that master Netrunner guy. Um, you have, like, a quick heart-to-heart with Rogue, right? Um, she's really making everything happen. She gets uh, a helicopter for you to raid the tower with. Um, yeah, it's great. Yeah. Um, some heartfelt dialogue. I won't get into it. And then you go, you get on the on the chopper with her and this other guy. I forget his name. He's like the great grandson uh, of another son, character. Son or grandson of the uh, original, like, tough that was on the helicopter that was on the minigun in the first place, I think, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. That died in that cutscene? Yeah, yeah. Um, which was cool to see because that was a named character from the, from the tabletop as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so... You go, you go to Arasaka Tower, you go to a very specific floor, which is like a, a, a jungle, right? It's like an indoor, like, jungle, because Corpo, right? Yeah. Um, well, you, you crash in. You That's crash in, you and yeah. uh, you fight your way out. You fight your way down to where you could insert alt, finally, which is a, a lot of shooting, right? It yeah. is uh, not sneaky at all. And then... Um, what's it called you you insert alt and then she starts killing all the dudes just like she did in pan am's route uh except that happens much sooner <laughs> and it's like uh-huh. damn okay <laughs> and then uh you get yeah, to that same get- room where you fight smasher and that motherfucker yeah. kills rogue yeah he kills rogue yeah rogue grenades him i mm-hmm. think right yeah. yeah like she may like she yeah she suicide grenades mm-hmm. um yeah, she yeah. really gets back at him, and then, you know, you kill Smasher. Uh, the dialogue with killing Smasher is a little bit more satisfying because you're actually playing as Johnny, um, yeah. right? And um, Smasher knows, Yeah, too. He's uh, he's not dumb. Yeah, and then you, you get Rogue's gun. It's like a little side objective. Go kick her gun up because it's an iconic. It, yes, it is an iconic gun, and it, if you end as Johnny, it makes sense, too, because... Right, you, so what happens is, you know, you go to the Mikoshi. If you pick Johnny like me and Rick did, right... Uh, the ending is uh, you're you're in some apartment in Pacifica. Uh, you got different clothes on, but you're V, right? But you're Johnny, right? Johnny's the one talking and in control. You can tell, right, with the way he talks. But you know V's gone. It's just Johnny, and you um, talk to your neighbor. He's like a like a local punk kid. And he just, you know, wants to learn guitar. You take him to the guitar store. Like, he drives you. He, like, you pay him to drive you. Um, you drive him to the guitar store. You have, like, a cool little scene where you pick up a really nice guitar. Uh, the kid's, like, real, like, you know, big eyeballs. Like, wow, that's cool. Um, that was, like, Johnny's real guitar. He's like, yeah, it's my guitar. I mean, it's Johnny's guitar. Right. It was a fun scene. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was good. And, uh, you, you drive to the, the, the graveyard. Um, you put Rogue's gun in her cache and yeah, say goodbye. Yeah, you put Rogue's gun in, and then you put, uh, I forget what V had. The the bullet necklace. Yeah. You put okay. the bullet necklace in V's cache, V's grave, right? Have some heartfelt words. 
and then you leave the guitar in the trunk of that kid's car, and then you get on the bus, and he's like, hey, you forgot your guitar. It's like, no, it's yours, man. And you ride off into a, the sunset to a new town. Start yep. life over. And then you get a bunch of angry, angry voicemails in the credits. Like, what the fuck? Well, it depends on who's calling you, right? Like, Well, like... I mean, some of them are angry. Some of them are like, hey, I know you had your reasons to leave, but you should have at least let me know kind of thing. How do you get Takamura to not hate your guts? Is that just the Hanukkah ending? You, do, ta- like... you do his ending. Is that you get him yeah. tonight? Oh, okay. Yeah, that's, you do the, that's the only way? Yeah. Yeah, yeah you uh, do Which the... I, I am already pretty certain I know how that ends. I, I don't not, even know how that one ends. For, not... Not good for us, is my speculation. I haven't done that no, ending, all, I'll admit. They all end yeah, well for... He keeps his word. The only thing I know about that ending is that at one point, Hanako takes you to like a Makoshi-like area, right? Where you can talk to Constructs, and she brings up one of Jackie. And it's like, wow, oh my god, Jackie. You try talking to him, and then you realize this isn't the real thing. And you get like all like mad about it. Yeah, Hanako, she's not a hero or anything. Uh, really, of the of the Arasakas, Takeda is the only one that is. Yeah, I just didn't. <laughs> I, did, I didn't really want to be indebted to them, mm-hmm. so I didn't bother with that ending. Well, if you think about the logistics, if you don't do any of the side content, if you're a dick to Johnny, it's your only option at the end, besides suicide. Yeah, I guess, yeah. So it's the default, right? So well, it's like, it, yeah, well, of no, course Johnny it sucks. Suicide. So the doing the Johnny run, the it is the literal end. neutral ending, I guess. Yeah. No, it isn't. It, Oh, the Takeda one is, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but the uh, doing the Johnny run, that one's the one that uh, gets talked about and why it probably is canon, or would be the canon ending if they ever did, like, 2078, mm-hmm. is because it has hope for V at the very end. Oh, right. So I should probably talk about if you let V have the body in that rogue mission. Mm. If that happens, you stay in Night City. Right, so if you're the male V... Um, and you ship um, Pan Am. She breaks up with you. She leaves. Uh, if you ship uh, Carrie, I think he stays because he wants to stay in Night City. And if you're the female V and you ship Judy, she leaves because she wants to leave Night City. And, but yeah. if you ship River, he still breaks up with you, but he's, like, kind of not leaving. I don't know. That's what I did on my, my second playthrough as female It's kind v. of a weird way of that going. It's a lonely ending, uh, but you have this mansion, a penthouse, on top of the mega building where your old apartment is, right? Which, if you... Uh, double jump enough, you can you can get to it. By the way, <laughs> um, oh wait, really? Yeah, like it's accessible. Is there in there? Uh, no. Kinda like all the stuff that's there in the ending is there. Um, yeah, but actually, that's... speaking of that, there's a penthouse in the game where you can get a unique, iconic uh, smart pistol. I kept me- meaning to mention ask you about this. Hmm. That never came up in the story. I broke into it by glitching in. And I, I was mean, curious what the fuck that was about. I don't know what that's about. Mm. I did all the. I did every side side con, content. There's mm-hmm. nothing left in the game for me to do. I never once went to it. So in this ending, right, you have this mansion, right? You wake up with your your cho- chosen partner in the bed with you, right? Whether they break up with you later that day or not, right? Um, you suit up like you're in pajamas. You go to your little like armory. You suit up in Johnny's clothes, like the 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 jacket from the cover, right? You you take your Delamain, your flying Delamain, to the afterlife. You're the king slash queen of the afterlife now in Rogue's place. You're the best fixer in Night City, and you take one last job. You don't get to know how it plays out, but you accept one last job from Mister Blue Eyes to go rob something from a space station, which is a reference to a book, by the way, called Neuromancer, which is really okay. good. 
where they rob a space station of a really specific thing. Um, and the ending is like the start of that raid where you're like in a, like an escape pod in space and you're about to go pull off this like one last heist, which uh, is implied but not said that a successful outcome of this heist may extend your life past the six months you were given by alt. Yeah. Um, that, yeah, so the mi- missions play out differently. Yeah, Pan Am's ending actually does that too. Funny enough. Right, they imply that uh, you're going to find a doctor yeah. and you're going to live a little longer. You're going to f- yeah. make it work. If you can. But it's uncertain. It's uncertain, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, well, it, they leave it ambiguous. It, but in most of the V endings, it is, hey, we're going to see if we can extend your life. Mm-hmm. Um, that That's fundamentally what it what each of the end, V endings are. Is I like them gonna, all. Like, they were good. Yeah. Also, um, fun fact, if you do the suicide run and live and beat it, right, and pick V getting the body, the ending I just described with the mansion, that's the ending you get. Oh. He has a lonely But Rogue's not back. dead. Right. And it's funny, there's a bug where if you pick Johnny after doing the suicide run, you still put the pistol away at Rogue's grave, but she didn't fucking die. There there I, are a lot of things wrong with the game. They didn't I don't <laughs> think they meant you to, to win that fight. <laughs> well, I mean because if you die, it's immediate credit roll, right? Yeah. So with different I, voicemails. It sucks because I genuinely think that would why wouldn't that be the canon ending? It's <laughs> well, the it, only ending where you and Johnny both storm the place. Mm-hmm. Well, it's also the only ending where somebody doesn't, like, a one of the characters doesn't die. Every mm-hmm. ending, every other ending, Adam Smasher kills somebody. I actually don't know if that's the case with the Arasaka ending. I don't, like, Takamura, I don't think he dies. Also, he can die before if you don't yes. save him from the burning building, and then he's just not present in that ending. Oh, that's fair. Same with Oda. Right, if you don't spare Oda, he's not in that ending either. I, but if I you if you spare Oda, them both, they're both with you when you make the confrontation on your side. And that's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, Oda's I cool. I like Oda. Oda. Man. Like it, it, it was the only ending in my mind until until you know people started giving me their opinions on what which ending I should choose. I was like, he's everything we've done, barring a few things, has been me and Johnny mm-hmm. do the thing. Yeah. yeah, I told it, you it, it not just, to do it. In my mind, I was like, that, <laughs> that is... You asked me for my was, opinion. That was poetic in a way, and I was like, damn. Yeah, I, I remember you pinging me when you were live, and you asked me for my opinion, and I advised you away from the suicide run, because I knew if you don't win that fight, you're going to be disappointed. <laughs> yeah, and I we were already riding pretty close to when I... We ended up going like two hours later than I wanted to. I knew you so would. I, I tried to warn you. Yeah, I would have been going a lot longer if because then you would have died you'd be like oh that's bullshit let's reload and then you would have gone another route and then you'd be however many hours in the debt of oh i would have streamed until we beat it (sighs) i wouldn't i wouldn't have stopped or until i passed out one or the other yeah yeah so tldr i'm looking forward to you playing xenoblade because you're done with cyberpunk and i'm glad you liked it like i i honestly i meant every word that episode we had tecker on the show I mean, it was funny how it played out because he was really salty about Cyberpunk, and I was telling him, it's the best game I played all year. It was true. It was the fucking truth. Like, everything you've experienced and how fucking cool that was, that was me last year. I was like, damn, this game is something else. Yeah, any, you know, basically the way I'll say it is gameplay aside, you know what? It is partly a looter shooter. It is partly a a stat-based game where you might shoot someone in the head and they will not die. That can happen. Mm -hmm. Mind you, there's plenty of of options for that not to be the case. If If you just... 
build something that seems like it fucking makes sense, which is very easy with a little bit of reading, you would never probably run into that issue, at least not within reason. Mm. But even then, if you don't like the gameplay, big deal. Story is so fucking good. It's still worth it just for the so story. So I just want to be super clear. Cyberpunk 2077 was like a, a life-changing game. Like I loved every bit of it, and it was amazing, and it didn't crash on my computer. I've beaten it probably like four times now. Um, Xenoblade Chronicles 3, I really liked that game. I enjoyed the Xenoblade franchise, and I really enjoyed Xenoblade Chronicles 3, but it's not at that level of great. You're going to love it, Victim. Uh, but dear listener, if you aren't already invested in the Xenoblade franchise, uh, this this is not it. Like, <laughs> and it, that's good. That's a good thing. Like Xenoblade fans are eating good. Uh, yeah. If you're hoping to break into the franchise with this new game, you're going to be disappointed, and that's fine because this wasn't. For I you. mean, was... I'm going to be real with you. <laughs> Unless you're looking at a, a series like Final Fantasy, breaking into a series at the third entry is a weird fucking take. What mm. the fuck were you thinking? Put it the fuck down. Go pick up <laughs> part one of something somewhere. I know. Fuck. But to be fair, like two and one are both entry points, and that was kind of unique, right? That's yeah. true. Two, like, but three is directly the... stated to be a sequel. So yeah, that's well, where I'll three leave that is the sequel of, to one and two, but two is well, technically related. One and two are simultaneous. It doesn't yeah? It has nothing to do with one in the story up until the very end. That's basically a cameo. Yeah. Well, without going too deep into it, it it it, it does. There is a couple other things that are that are very uh, like tied together, but you won't know it until the end, mm-hmm. right? Like obviously, yeah. What you know, Mithra and uh, what's his nuts are, sure. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like them being them being uh, you know, but again, they're just functionally manifestations of the same thing in this world, as opposed to. Mm-hmm. Like from the other world. I also want to point out there, there is a seasons pass of DLC, and the last yeah. item in the seasons pass is an expansion, just like Torn of the Golden Country or Future Connected for the first game. Right, um, where they do touch. I don't know what it's going to be. It could be a prequel. Oh, really? It could be a sequel. They don't. They oh, didn't say anything. For three. Sorry, I thought you were talking about two, where oh, uh, yeah. they touch one and two in the uh, essentially in the worlds between. Yeah, so Xenoblade Chronicles 2 had an expansion called Torn of the Golden Country. It was a prequel. And then uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 1 Definitive Edition, the remake for the Switch, had brand new stuff at launch in a thing called Future Connected. Future Connected, that's what it was. Future Connected does not set up Xenoblade Chronicles 3. It's just a sequel to Xenoblade Chronicles 1. But the fact that it's a sequel, not a prequel, uh, is um, relevant to Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Because at the end of Xenoblade Chronicles 2, the Titans come together to form land, right? And then at Something... the end of 1, well, hold on. At the end of Xenoblade Chronicles 1, uh, the Titans are, like, no more, and there's land, and they're on it, and it's fine. Future Connected takes place there. Not the same yeah. landmass. Future Connected makes that clear. That's the only relevance it has to 3's plot, is that Future Connected makes it clear that the ending of 2, the ending of 1, that's not the same la- mass of land. They are not joining at this moment. In time. Okay. That's important. I mean, you'll learn more when you get to three, but I'll leave it at that. Uh, I hope your recap video covered Future Connected. It did. That's actually <laughs> what I was going to say. Is uh, Both both recap videos I watched actually stated that it, it, it is a direct connection, but I don't remember how they mm-hmm. mentioned it. I mean, considering I didn't experience it myself, there's a lot of holes, but... Mm-hmm. So, so. Um, 
With that said, let's change the subject and thank some people. So we don't actually have any boosts to read out today. Uh, but I'd like to remind the audience that this is a value for value production. And if you find value in what we're doing and listening to our show, I strongly recommend you get a new podcast app at newpodcastapps.com. This is an audio-only show. We don't upload the video anymore. You weren't watching it anyway. <laughs> so get yourself a new podcast app and load it with some cash. It's it's um, The currency is Satoshi, right, which is a what is that a hundred thousandth of a bitcoin right but like you don't, don't need know. to know anything about bitcoin or crypto to use this just get cash app and pay the invoice like it's like a couple clicks it's all built in if you have it all installed on your phone it's so simple i recommend fountain fm it's my favorite uh, a lot of people who are open source purists will tell you podverse is the way to go because it's totally open source and fountain is not uh but they're both great products i i tell you and um i use a fountain wallet to do the value for value splits um and victim you're drinking a w i i have that same cup which i'm showing on the live stream camera but uh, mine's a little different but no it is the same uh, hey, look do you have stickers on yours i do i i got the oh, sticker pack oh one. you got one too oh my god <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i got the sticker pack which came with anime titties i don't know if you noticed that Hey, they have a cup that has anime about titties anime that I'm sad is not in stock. I was, yeah, it, literally that same girl, except her bikini is see-through. Not oh, nice. There's no tits mm. for those who just got excited. Um, oh, you know. But when you when you put when you put your drink in, it fills up. Oh my god, that's actually kind of a cool sticker. That is cool, and I only got this one because like I'm a beginner at powder energy drinks, but it's um the big one is sold out. So. Yeah, I want the big one. Although I, I I like this size. This size is good. This is what like sixteen ounces fully. Mm -hmm. uh, something like that. I didn't actually look. I was just like, oh hey, well, it, they're it's offering the same... me one of these because I paid for other stuff. I'll so take it. We're not sponsored, yeah. but Victim is, and he's got a discount code. Go check him out. Twitch.tv/slash/victimagaming. His discount code is there. Yep. Though I will tell you, Victim, I had to go to our Discord convo to find the link because uh, there's nowhere to put the code. I needed the link. So maybe you should edit Wait, your about really? page. Yeah. Because that link you gave me oh. was everything. Uh, but, like, just knowing what the code was well, was the, not the enough. Link, the link should be there, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you I, click the image, yeah, if you click the, the W icon, yeah. it'll take you to the site. I gave that same link to Destiny's older brother, who then bought some stuff. And then he gave it to all of his security guard coworkers. And nice. I think they all bought stuff, too. Or at least one of them did. I don't know. Well, okay. congratulations, man. <laughs> I, I know I saw another order that I wasn't certain of, so that was Ziggy. That was probably him, yes. Okay. Uh, I don't know if yes. his friend pulled the trigger, but the code has been shared. Um, right. Well, a lot of people see the <laughs> price tag and they're scared of it, but realistically, it's not a bad bang for buck. Because like, you... considering the number of drinks that you're going to get from that versus the amount of, I don't know, monsters yeah. at the mm -hmm. cost of a monster. Yeah. It's life-changing. Like just how much cheaper that is uh but again yeah, we're it, not it's our like show's dollar... not sponsored so i don't want to give them too much praise but i actually like the drink yeah like <laughs> it, it's a dollar 70 i think canadian and in canada a monster without it being on any sale is like two dollars a can probably a little more than that because tax and shit but mm -hmm. uh so it, it, it comes out to being a pretty relatively cheap option uh mm -hmm. yeah no it's a great so. like like it as far as I can tell, it's a great product, and 
you know, if I get cancer, it'll be far future, and that'll be for future me to decide. Yep. Right. And, so uh, it's fine. We'll all have cancer together. I, I just want to yeah. point out, you know, so Victim, that's cool. Sponsorship. Hope you get enough sales to make your own flavor. It doesn't have to be watermelon, melomancy flavored, but uh, I wouldn't mind if you did. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know what else I would do with this. I, I know. What else are you going to make? Um, uh, but again, our show is not sponsored. We don't have sponsors. We have value for value. So again, uh, streaming Satoshis, that's where uh, you have a wallet loaded up and you send like, I don't know, 10 per minute, 20 per minute, 100, whatever you're willing, whatever you think the value is of hearing us like ramble on, right? Like send it back in the form of Satoshi and it gets split between us and that makes us feel good and we can go uh, spend money on not monster <laughs> um, also you can send us boostograms uh, on any modern podcasting app for new podcast apps.com it'll show you if uh, it does it or not um, fountain does it I use fountain a lot and that will allow you to send us bulk like some sats and also add a message which we will read out on the show um, other ways to participate, uh, follow me specifically on social media, shitposter.com slash dialon, or uh, join our Discord. Uh, don't don't make a Discord account for us. Discord's a trap. But uh, we are, we have one because we're already stuck there. Uh, Discord.me slash melomancy. And uh, I post there as well when we go live. Uh, so you can you can participate in the live chat. Like, that's totally fine, too. Um, so uh, moving right along, speaking of Satoshis, uh, I wanted to talk about Atozi. Did you see his update video, Victim? Did he already oh, make another one? There is an update video. I, so let, oh, let's recap the scenario. So Atozi, right? He, I, I don't know what kind of YouTuber he is. He's just like a, a drama recap guy, right? From from my understanding, he is kind of like one of those news dudes, but he, he only focuses on things that are happening within like... Content creators? Social, social media sphere and yeah. like content creators. Like influencers so he, and content he, creator he, news. He, he's up and coming, but he's, he's got a decent following. Mm. You probably haven't heard of him. Our viewers probably haven't heard of him. Reminds he me seems of. Like a uh, seen, it reminds me of Philip DeFranco before all the shilling. <laughs> yeah, kinda. Kinda. You know that guy really fell off. But anyway, Atozi, right? So what happened with him is he made a video like nine months ago, criticizing another creator called Bitboy Crypto, who yep. advertised a pump and dump scheme whose name I forgot that you can read on his video. Um, yep. And that video was a long fucking time ago, but just recently he got sued for it right he got served a lawsuit he went into great detail on his video about how like he kept getting weird visitors that tried to serve him lawsuits because i don't know if you know this in america victim um to get served a lawsuit somebody has to knock on your door you have to open the door and they have to hand you the paper and you take it or they need to put it inside your house and the door close right they can't set it on your doorstep they can't like put it in your mailbox someone has to hand it to you or they need to like throw it at you and close the door yeah they Typically, they announce that you're being served because if they make the verbal announcement, you can't ignore it. Mm -hmm. But, yeah. So if you never answer your door, you can't get sued. Kind of. Okay. I mean, there are ways around it. They can send official mail and things like that. It's not a reliable defense. (laughs) This is not legal advice. No, it is not. (laughs) But the point is is that uh, that is actually a weird, like, cultural American thing about suing people is that they have to take the paper from you or you have to, like, get it into their house like beyond yeah. closed doors um or it doesn't apply <laughs> so that happened that's why in his original video he had a clip of the guy doing it right because that's how okay. it happened to him oh like, that's okay, how so the that serving happened that, that's why he included video footage uh, it's like yeah I, I, you I remember me. watching that i remember watching that and the dude just fucking like yeah. throws it and then tries to shut like slam the door on him mm-hmm. it's like whoa bro what the fuck you're so aggro right because are you the one suing him like what the fuck because if he didn't do that it wouldn't apply 
right? So also, you cannot. So if I'm giving, if I'm suing Dylan, I could not hand Dylan the paper. I have to hire somebody to, to do it. it. Oh, I see, I see. So mm-hmm. the guy's used to this shit. It sounds like okay. exactly. And if that, if if Mr. Atozi didn't answer the door for that guy that he recorded, he wouldn't have been sued. <laughs> Or it would have happened later, right? Um, so yeah. that happened, and he made a big update video about how he's going to fight it. It's a totally frivolous lawsuit. This BitBoy Crypto dude, like, the video detailing what happened with the pump and dump scheme is pretty scummy, right? And there's no shortage of scum in the crypto space. And I know we just asked you for Satoshis a minute ago, dear listener, but let me promise you're you. You're not a pump and dump scheme. Bitcoin, uh, so it's controversial, but uh, Chris from Office Hours, Jupiter Broadcasting, said it really well. Like, I think I clipped his uh, show when he said this, but uh, it really resonates with me. Bitcoin just isn't crypto. It's a cryptocurrency, but, like, all the crypto bullshit, like NFTs and all the stuff that you associate with crypto isn't Bitcoin. Bitcoin is just money. It's just digital money, right? At this point, yeah. It's not trying to be anything more than digital money, and... Bitcoin Lightning and Satoshis, which is a layer on top of Bitcoin that makes trading it like doesn't cost anything and super fast, right? That's a cool application of crypto, but it only serves to make spending money easier, right? Because crypto, it's it, just money. It cents on the dollar is the idea. We mm-hmm. created cents so we didn't have to spend everything at such large amounts of it originally. Essentially, right? So ethereum people will talk about how it's a platform it's the global computer i think moon explained it like that last time we had him on the show and like ethereum's legit uh for the most part i have heard some criticism of it where because they're moving to a proof of stake model which will make the people who have the most ethereum in charge of the ethereum network which sounds like a bad idea um yeah there's some some negatives i can see just immediately after you mean the people who control the money also control the money (laughs) Right. And yeah. whereas with Bitcoin, that's not the case. So, um, you know, points to Bitcoin for that. So <laughs> I, we just asked you for Satoshi and I promise it's great. Uh, also, I, I'm not opposed to crypto. We've talked about like NFTs and stuff on the show. Like I'm very neutral on that stuff. I, I don't collect things, but I don't fault people who do. But like there's a difference between collecting and tax evasion. So uh, besides the point, yeah. BitBoy Crypto, right? He covers... I, I looked at his album, like his his album art, his like his channel art and stuff, and he's obviously like a Bitcoin and Ethereum guy. He's Apparently, like, he's a really big dude who talks about it on YouTube too, like right. one of the biggest. But... You got to understand, YouTube suppresses cryptocurrency discussion. So, yeah. being the biggest guy on YouTube that talks about crypto isn't a big achievement because most of that stuff gets banned. Um, whereas Odyssey is more of a space for crypto people, right? Um, but there's this concept that I've became familiar with through value for value is Bitcoin maximalists. These are Bitcoin people or Bitcoiners who will straight up tell you NFTs are bullshit. Don't buy Ethereum, right? Um, Bitcoin or nothing. And they will, they, they denounce all crypto that isn't Bitcoin. And it's like, that's a real take. Like that's actually like a researched take that they stand behind. Like that's not crazy. And there's a lot of them. So keeping in mind that those people exist, this BitBoy guy is not one of them, which is probably why he's not banned on YouTube. Um, and he promoted a pump and dump scheme. Like he legitimately promoted a pump and dump scheme. And then after the rug was pulled on it and he made a bunch of money and a bunch of people lost money, he deleted those videos, right? Yep. A Tozy did not forget. And that's what his video was about nine months ago. It was like, Hey, this is a thing that happened that was really shitty. And he deleted his video. And now he goes about his day, like pretending like he's not a scam artist. Right. I forget the word. I'm paraphrasing. He didn't really say that, but like, 
that's kind of the energy of his video, right? Uh, and so this BitBoy crypto guy sued him and said it was slander, what he was saying in that nine-month-old video. So there was an update video that you didn't see, Victim. Um, yeah. So what I didn't know is that Atozi's wife or girlfriend, I forget what he described her as, was pregnant and was about to have the baby as they were recording. And she's usually the cameraman, right? And so right after that video was like made and edited and posted, they went to the hospital and they had a baby, right? So he's like, he's super stressed out and he's having, he, he still describes it as the best day of his life. He's a new father. It's his first child. And I, I totally yeah. relate. I get that. I can understand why that's the best day of his life, but he was also like super stressed out. His update video was very low energy. He's totally exhausted, but he goes over the details about how, so that video was an absolute hail Mary asking for people's help. Uh, he did. I, I don't remember if he talked about it in his video uh, originally, but like he did set up a GoFundMe, and he um, mentioned something like some sort of funding thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, he's at the hospital having a baby, and he does this hail mary of a video. Uh, he has a GoFundMe, and then one of his like supporters, right, is like a crypto like expert or something, or he just knows what he's doing. He buys the Atosi.eth domain with ethereum which cost him like a thousand dollars by the way um gives it to him because this guy is not a crypto denier or like like yeah hater right so between the gofundme and crypto donations of bitcoin and ethereum atozi raised a hundred thousand dollars worth of assets to fight the case against that's this great. big boy guy that's good this so, guy basically just uh made atozi a top yeah like he got ridiculous amount of support and so this is well, all happening while he has spotty access to internet in a hospital where his girlfriend is birthing their child <laughs> yeah so one thing I, I should mention real quick just so it's like on the table and uh -huh. we understand this he he did mention that you know anything extra charity so if he you know for some reason you know decides no there's an I'm update on that too. extra bit I wasn't oh, done with the update. Oh, okay, okay. How about you let me finish real quick, actually, because before you get into that. So, yeah, he did promise that. He's like, yeah, the delta in uh, attorney's fees after I win will go to charity. So he actually ended up refunding all that money because that, that BitBoy crypto guy gave up, right? He went on oh. a live stream and ranted for 15 minutes, and in his deranged rambling... Uh, said something to the effect, and, and Atozi like quoted this part of his video. He, he actually shows you the clip from the guy's live stream. Um, yeah. So I totally recommend you go watch the video for context. I'm just gonna paraphrase. Okay. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna have to. So to paraphrase, the the Bitboy Crypto guy was like, okay, um, if it wasn't all so public, and he didn't raise all this money, uh, I wouldn't have done it. So it's like, what are you saying, Bitboy Crypto? Like, are you saying that if he didn't make a big deal out of it, you would have still sued him? But he made a big deal out of it and raised a bunch of money, so now you're surrendering? That's a bad look. Like, the way he phrased that was, like, he made it sound what like... What an uh, idiot. <laughs> what a fucking he, stupid idiot. His reputation is probably forever damaged. Like, holy shit. Oh. What a horrible thing All to say. All he did was give this Atozi guy free press. There's tons of... Free I subscribed. Yeah, same. Yeah. I, I, was, I, only, I got his videos every once in a while on my feed. And mm -hmm. I was like, oh, this guy seems okay. But, like, I usually only follow and, or subscribe, rather channels that i genuinely enjoy mm -hmm. so I, this I try to be pretty selective with it so this guy dropped the lawsuit while you know mr tozy is still in the hospital with his girlfriend and their new son they just brought into the world and uh, he's like super relieved that that just happened 
the the money raising kind of happened while they were in the hospital and he was like spotty access to what's happening right and he was just he woke up one day and was like oh my god it's at a hundred thousand now that's a lot of money so what he ended up doing was doing the the gofundme refund uh which is a thing that you can do as it never went to trial right so like he doesn't have to actually get an attorney and then for the crypto since you know crypto is like really good at tracking who sends you it um he he's already refunded all of the crypto stuff um and then and he mentioned in his video you know if you paid me in crypto through an exchange i don't actually know who you are so you need to give me a little bit of proof like a screenshot or something of a couple specific things that they'll they'll understand what it means right um and then he can verify who they were and send it back but like for people who were sending from their personal wallets like because of the way that the technology works it's really obvious to tell who paid you so you just send it back right Okay. So those people got refunded. The GoFundMe people got funded for their dollar dollar bills, and there's a couple more Bit- Bitcoin Ethereum refunds to be done. Um, but he raised both crypto and fiat to fight this crypto bro, because normally crypto bros are, are attacked by people who don't understand crypto at all and say a bunch of stupid shit, right? Whereas yeah. this Atosi guy isn't that, right? Like he obviously understands at some level how crypto works, uh, or he wouldn't have accepted donations to crypto. Most people who, you know. Uh, grandstand against crypto are like opposed to even accepting it. Whereas this guy was like, nah, if you got it, send it. Let's fight this dude. And then they all came together and raised a ridiculous amount of money. <laughs> that's beautiful though. That, 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 that's, that's actually great. Great update. It was post that video was posted two hours before we went live. So I just watched it. So. Oh, that's, that's why you haven't okay. seen it. Uh, that was a very recent update and it was, it's a good update. I was like, ah, awesome. You yeah. Know, you love to see it, man. You love to see it. And, you know, fuck that bit bo- Bitboy crypto guy. It's like such a bad look for crypto bros because it's like crypto as a concept is not inherently evil, but those people are. Like, what the fuck? Well, like anything, if, if there's inherent value to it, you can be scammed out of it. Mm-hmm. And so, I think that that is that's something that gets lost mm-hmm. when we have new things like like you, you know you talk about Bitcoin, Ethereum. They've been around a bit, a decent bit. They're still new, but they're not the newest even like right. we could even talk about dogecoin and that's not even the newest you know it's newer but it's not the newest there's all these shit coins all over the place right and it's just like that just because it's new does not mean you cannot be scammed out of it <laughs> or even for that matter that it doesn't represent something else that you can be scammed out of so it's a fucky careful. landscape you gotta be careful so I have one more topic on the agenda I wanted to bring up I don't know if you guys have more stuff to bring up I don't know how long this topic will take it might be short might not be. So I wanted to talk about odyssey.com again. Now, I love odyssey.com. You know that. Anyone who's listened to any of our episodes knows that. Uh, yeah. but, but let me tell you something that happened recently. So Reuters, you know, um, a blog. <laughs> I guess you can say they're journalists, but I, I will call them bloggers. They might have been journalists at one point. Yeah. But, uh, uh, I have an opinion of them that um, we, we don't have to dive into. No, actually, uh, I'm curious. What's your, what's your impression of Reuters? Uh, so... Um, uh, a mutual friend of ours, I'll uh, word it like this, praised them very highly for their uh, neutrality on uh, approaching things. And mm. I remember thinking, that doesn't sound like what I remember. And I remember neutrality. Uh, mm. Digging into them, and I'm like, nope, nope, this isn't neutral at all. That's exactly what I remember. All right. There's nothing neutral about Reuters, and I actually have a bit of evidence here. So no, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Though, is I think they kind of, I, I think it is. There's a bit of truth to them kind of trying to posture as being that way but like they're definitely not they they definitely like you could claim that they have a bit of a center bias but i wouldn't call them neutral in the slightest they're definitely no, they're a profit driven corpo 
you know, blog site. So yeah. Reuters yep. made a hit piece on BitChute and Odyssey. And the structure of the hit piece was as such, right? Here's a bunch of bad stuff BitChute did. Oh, yeah, Odyssey's bad too, right? But all the primary examples were from BitChute, <laughs> right? That's and, so weird. And they were just throwing them both under the bus. I mean, they had plenty of bad things to also say about Odyssey, but the thing that they get wrong about Odyssey, right, is what what people often say about BitChute and Odyssey is that it has a bunch of undesirable people on it, right? But the most popular creators on Odyssey that are posting quote-unquote wrong thing, right, or just right-wing ideas, are also on YouTube, not banned, right? Yep. So there's this narrative that, oh, you got banned on YouTube, so that's why you're on BitChute. But, like, the people that they will point out is, like, look, this is why BitChute's bad, or this is why Odyssey's bad. They're all people who are still on YouTube, and they have Twitter accounts, and they're not banned either, right? Yeah, YouTube, Twitter, and even yeah. if they're banned on one, they're not banned on the other. Right. Uh, the, what's the biggest one here? Andrew Tate, if he didn't get so prolific and everyone was talking about him he would have been allowed mm. to exist let's still. table andrew no tate for a moment a because he's actually part of the story so oh okay perfect uh, <laughs> a little bit more on him in a minute uh so uh there's this horrible hit piece from Reuters and the the guy the ceo for odyssey right and a couple of the people that work at odyssey include their brand account like we were just like shitting on the Reuters article right and like it's funny because uh the the guy that wrote the article for Reuters, like he tried to contact apple right uh, because one of the things that Apple's App Store has a policy for is that any information related to COVID-19 must come from a government source. Not a trusted source, a government source only, right? And, uh, well, you're allowed to talk about COVID-19 on Odyssey.com. Uh, and one of the things that Odyssey.com has been very consistent about is that they have no, like, truth department, right? Like, they don't decide what's true. They, they leave the user to figure it out for themselves. So, like, if you want to sing, like, the praises of one thing or criticize that same thing, both content is allowed. So that's also true of COVID-19 and all the different conflicting uh, narratives that you may hear about COVID-19. Good, bad, whether you believe it or not, all the different angles. It's all welcome yeah. on Odyssey. And because of that, they're like, hey, people who aren't working for the government are saying things about COVID-19. This Reuters guy was like, hey, Apple, why aren't they banned on your app store yet? Look at all this. And it's like, hey, <laughs> that's rude. <laughs> it, it, it's funny, too, that you mention it like that, because uh, there happens to be another site uh, that's very popular that uh, has a, uh, has a, a, almost a similar policy. And people don't really talk about it. Because, again, if you get if you get overly big or people mm -hmm. overly criticize you for it, you still get hit. Right. But they usually don't go after you or give a shit. Twitch. Hmm. There, there's Twitch. several big content creators that were like big old naysayers about COVID, mm -hmm. and it, it's and they, they didn't get hit for it at all. Not a single thing happened to them. Mm -hmm. One of them is now banned, but for other reasons, uh, right. Mr. Doctor but disrespect. But this this same Reuters article still like implies that like COVID nineteen uh, misinformation is prevalent on Odyssey and BitChute, but obviously it's on YouTube as well, right? Um, right. You just gotta look for it, and it's there. Um, but they'll like juxtaposition the, the, the information in their article such that uh, you know, BitChute Odyssey bad, uh, look at all this misinformation they have, whereas YouTube polices it and they're good, right? But like, one counterexample from YouTube blows that argument apart. It's dumb. Yeah. Um, so, uh, also, there's been a lot of movement in the space, right? Like, you may have seen a flurry of videos on YouTube about YouTube having some kind of problem. 
Now, I'll be honest with you. I haven't watched a single one of those videos. So there's, there's quite, a few, ooh, quite a few issues going around. Yeah, why don't you... I mean, uh, they're, not, they're, they're nothing new, though. Let's be real. Pick a, like, pick it, a favorite. It's all shit. Pick a favorite so creator like, and recap what they said about it, because I actually didn't watch any of them. I'm sure they're about the same thing. So I, I don't even... Like, realistically, yeah, same shit. Every, everyone's pretty much echoing... Like, it's either favoritism, racism, or it's either they agree with this, or they're ignorant, or they're not paying attention it's like whatever but that's that's fucking youtube uh, it, it's it's well known that they hire like out in like third world countries they hire these people that uh mm. in countries where being gay is illegal so of course when the gay video comes across their table when they're you know reviewing it they're gonna fucking they're gonna market strike it down or, or age restricted or whatever mm. it's like of course this is what they're gonna do it's literally illegal for them not to <laughs> right so and they've they've stopped they've stopped a lot of that I will admit mm -hmm. they obviously every time they get criticized with something they get a little bit better about it but like you know there's the the Corey X Kenshin situation right now where like Markiplier mm -hmm. what is that situation he, he, like I I know what Markiplier did we can talk about that in a second but what is the Corey thing like what what was he responding so, to Mortuary Assistant is like this new horror game I don't know anything about it but the idea is that there's a, a bit of self harm near the end of mm -hmm. the game or as part of the ending I think and they basically figured, okay, maybe that's the issue. I think the issue is just the game in general. YouTube was hitting people for the game. But they were only hitting content creators they didn't have on, I guess, their their list. We don't know what the list mm -hmm. is. but So Markiplier is clearly, you know, golden boy of fucking YouTube. They're not hitting him. Mm -hmm. For playing <laughs> the same Markiplier game do? that is getting Markiplier, other people banned. Markiplier plays Orc Massage on YouTube. To prove a point. So Markiplier, <laughs> he made a, a video where he played Orc Massage, which is a game that I gifted to Rick as a joke. It was birthday. censored, but still, you knew what was happening. It's a game where you play as an orc trying to make an honest living as a masseuse, and all of these like fantasy monster girls just want to fuck you. And yeah, they, they just can't keep their uh, hands Pants off on you. So Markiplier... <laughs> uploads a playthrough of that game with the with the title like you know try not to get age restricted challenge or something it's a yep. funny name and what fucking happened he didn't get age restricted until like hours later until enough people had reported it manually that youtube couldn't uh, ignore it and on the other hand uh, you know it's funny uh because this actually co coincides with something that happened with uh i i I have a couple of anime YouTubers I watch because they upload infrequently enough that I don't get tired of it. Mm -hmm. uh, Mother's Basement being one of them. And he got uh, one of his videos either struck down or age-restricted recently for nothing fundamentally because I, I think they said that he didn't blur out uh, things that he when he was talking about how there seems to be a common trope lately in uh, fantasy isekai where the hero buys slaves to yeah. free them or whatever okay. and they become a part of his uh you know the hero's harem that's mm. specifically a um an anime an anime <laughs> it's right. very clearly more not <laughs> well it what it is is it's the hero going in there and saving the world by showing people how but, wrong or using slavery in a good way i mean it's it's not a. He, he's just buying slaves, saying they're free, and then they they join his harem where he bangs still them. Slaves. Don't don't. They they're they are still functionally slaves. Yes. All intents and purposes. They're just happy with their situation now because they're with the loving master instead of one that beats mm. them or whatever. I don't know. It doesn't matter. The point being is, it's a weird. It's 
kind of gotten weird because it it's got weird because shield hero kind of it's almost a requirement for isekais to do it now. Mm -hmm. Like if you've got a male protagonist, it happens regularly. Yeah, um, which for the record, shield hero, he's not like liberating all slaves or any like weird shit. Mm -hmm. He liberates a slave, who then becomes indebted to him. And she kind of like chooses, from what I remember, to keep she chooses, following him but the, I in like a bit problem. of a slave master esque relationship. Well, but he's not. He he doesn't want it to be like that. Yeah, I think. The, but again, he uses their slave crafts periodically just yeah. to put them in, pla in their place. Mm -hmm. It's not. He's like not. A, he's not a good person. But they also don't portray him as one, though. I think. I think. I I, I need to watch the anime. I know a little bit from the manga, but from my understanding, he was never really tried to be a good person. So it, 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 storytelling wise, it made it a lot better. Mm -hmm. But these other shows missed that mark. They missed that point entirely. Yeah, and but he's talking about it because there's. I think there was one specifically this season where uh, the hero, the hero, is uh, making a harem straight up and buys a girl. And uh, YouTube, again, I forget whether he they struck it down or restricted it, you know, delist it and all mm -hmm. the back in shadow banning that YouTube does with videos. Yeah. Um, they did all that because in, in their document, the, the message to him was because he didn't blur out, but he didn't show anything to begin with. Mm -hmm. So he just, you know, his comment was something akin to, yeah, I guess I just didn't blur out my whole screen. Hmm. This is, this is the part where Andrew Tate comes in. Hear yeah. me out. Yeah. Hear me out. Oh, no. <laughs> Reuters, right? Reuters makes this hit piece on BitChute and Odyssey who are, you know, ignoring Rumble are the top competitors to YouTube, right? Obviously, Rumble is number two. Um, and what happened recently, so you know, TLDR for the, the dear listeners listening to 2030 who are wondering, who the fuck am I talking about? Because they're probably not relevant in 2030, right? Andrew oh, don't Tate. Worry. Andrew Tate's going to be president or something. Oh, God. <laughs> So Andrew Tate is um, a man who gives men's advice, which that concept is forbidden on the internet, right? But his advice specifically isn't very good. I want to point that out. But, like, he's canceled because, on a whole, men are not allowed to give other men advice, right? Like, that is very forbidden by the corporate mainstream media, right? Yes. But Andrew Tate specifically is a dick, uh, like, <laughs> yeah, it, it doesn't help that it's all an MLM. Like, and, right. and he has an MLM. Running, yes, he's very much running a pyramid scheme that is yes. like fueled uh, fueled by teaching young men how to be an incel. Basically, he has so. an incel pyramid scheme, and but he doesn't call them incels. Like, he's trying to teach them. No, he calls what do they like, call them? Top G's, I think. It was. Uh, he's trying to. <laughs> he's playing into that old belief about alphas. And oh shit, my right? god. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's hilarious. Astrology, but for men. <laughs> Astrology for men. Hey, now. So, so this Andrew Tate guy, right? Um, he is, he has an Instagram account. I he might have a YouTube account, not anymore. Uh, but I think his only social media presence was realistically Instagram. But he would go on other people's podcasts and a lot of other people's podcasts, and then his his and he's freely let them clip him and stuff too right for it's, like well, fan accounts that was i think that's a function of his mlm i think the people in his mlm were the ones doing that so you go to somewhere like um tiktok right or you go to somewhere like uh youtube shorts or fucking clapper probably i don't know uh i don't know anybody who uses clapper <laughs> i checked it out for like five minutes and i installed it <laughs> it's not better at all um but 
uh, this Andrew Tate guy, like he has like this army of people who are uploading clips of him on other people's podcasts saying a variety of things, some of which re- resembles advice, some of which may not even be bad advice. But uh, he also says a bunch of shit about that's like really degrading of like women and like some total incel shit. Right. So like not all of his advice is bad. Like I don't want to be struck down by a counterexample. Like I'll admit some of his advice isn't to- totally horseshit. Yeah, I mean, I think I think the the only way you can seem credible, even in a crazy setting, is if you also have a couple of good takes mixed into your bad takes. Right. He's obviously very intelligent about that. Right. That's how. That's that's essentially charisma one on one. Honestly, at the end of the day. But. It, but it's his bad takes that's like poisoning the youth. Right. Yes. Exactly. Uh, but for every bad take, he has a bunch of good takes, and so people that are defending him are like, "Look at all these good takes. Do you disagree with this? You're my enemy." But it's like. That actually was a good take, and okay, hold on, right? Like it's it's more complex than it looks, um, but he's a bad dude, right? Um, yeah. But it's also you know a shame that our culture forbids men from advising other men, right? Like uh, we see that a lot with like people like Kevin Samuels, for example. Kevin Samuels was a guy who um, would bring you know people on. He had like a talk show, right? Uh, where he'd bring like men on, and he would like give them like fashion advice right he he would bring women on and he would like degrade their appearance but they all called him he didn't call them yeah and before things got really fucking weird oh awful joe Mm -hmm. rogan kind of fit the uh category a little bit yeah 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 there have definitely been and all you're noticing though if uh people are paying attention vast majority of the people we're talking about are very controversial or controversial Mm -hmm. figures because uh, you know Joe Rogan obviously isn't somebody that you can be like. I like him now, right? Uh, people because, look at you funny, and be like, "What do you mean?" Like, <laughs> yeah, because Joe Rogan kind of he he put his foot in shit, and I guess he decided the second one needed it too. Yeah, like he's not a smart man. <laughs> he's not a yeah. role model either. <laughs> no, but he has right, the most I mean, popular it, podcast in the world, and it's I think like, the, the saving grace for Joe yeah. Rogan is he's at least willing to admit that. These other guys, uh, well, I actually right. don't know the one your 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 example, but I know at least in cases like so. Like uh, let me let me break it down, right? So so Andrew Tate runs an MLM and thinks he's right and the smartest man in the world. Joe Rogan thinks he's an idiot, uh, but he has the most popular podcast in the world, so people kind of unfairly judge him when he says something stupid, right? But he's also a well, comedian. I mean, I think it's fair to judge him because he has it's a huge audience, and they're like, "You're being irresponsible with your audience," and it's like, "Okay, yeah. sure," <laughs> but like. He never claimed to be an expert on fucking anything, and people are still watching. Um, and then uh, Kevin Samuels, um, you know, he got a lot of shit because he was a man advising other men, but um, he was never as extreme as this Andrew Tate guy. Uh, but mm-hmm. the, the biggest difference between him and Andrew Tate is that Kevin Samuels is fucking dead, right? He recently died. And yeah. when he died, there was a lot of people who, like, were really happy about it, right? Um, I... I'm not going to go into too much more detail. If you really want a good breakdown of like who this Kevin Samuels guys was, I'm going to recommend Mo Facts because that's my favorite podcast in the world. And they did a whole episode on him, right? Honestly, just go watch that show. Like, like they did a whole episode on him and they went into great detail about what value he brought to the world and yeah. uh, I, how shitty it is that people were happy that he died. I, I think, <laughs> I mean, we, yeah. we can point to like other things like that, like total biscuit when he died. Exactly. Like, Same yeah, idea. Good. It's like, 
why man it's why like, are you gonna be like that why like, are you happy mean? about that and they'll have a yeah, bunch of examples then, where you know he said a couple of shitty things but it's like those were like yeah. few and far between but like, like i think the, the worst part about it is is that this tate guy wouldn't even really be that big of a deal or an issue if we didn't hold that stance but because mm-hmm. we hold that stance it alienates people it creates yeah. a divide and then these people lost whether anything mm-hmm. to follow because they don't agree with fucking anything on right. the internet because it's all being you know, they're being pushed away the moment someone comes in and says one thing you fucking agree with they're like yeah that's my guy that's mm-hmm. that's my also, guy right there these same people who are screeching about andrew tate and trying to get him canceled which then drives more people to be like who's that and learn more yeah uh these same people said the same shit about kevin samuels and were happy that he died but like kevin samuels was like 100 percent more reasonable than andrew tate right they're um, creating the monsters that they hate right and they don't even know it. one day andrew tate will finally be gone and someone worse will take his place because of the way the culture fights. Because there'll be a void him. that needs to be filled. Right. So, and, and the people who want that void filled don't give a shit how big the fist that gets put through. Now that we've explained who the fuck Andrew Tate is, let me explain how he fits in the story. Because <laughs> I was getting to a point. So uh, recently, uh, you may have noticed that a bunch of like fucking drones on TikTok have been re-uploading his videos. Or yes, videos yeah. of him. He doesn't have a TikTok account, but he's fucking taking over TikTok. He's still... <laughs> can't get tiktok like his videos are everywhere right if tiktok algorithm knows that you're a man like you're gonna get one of his videos right it's unavoidable um he doesn't have a tiktok account you can't ban him for tiktok because he doesn't have an account so what happened was he got banned from instagram i don't think he did anything specifically to get banned from instagram i think he also got banned from twitter uh, but he didn't say anything specific yeah, to like get that. him removed. So it was, a, it was three websites. So I just forget which three. There's a bit of hypocrisy at play here because, yeah, he's controversial and he has a lot of bad takes. But the practice of banning someone for their offsite activity is never going to go well, right? Because um, if you ban Andrew Tate for his offsite activity, like his opinions about women and these other podcasts that he's done, but he's never repeated on Twitter or Instagram, but you ban him for that, then why don't you ban all these other famous people who have admitted to crimes, right? Like, uh, what people often bring up is, like, Cardi B. She admitted to, um, you know, conning men who wanted to have sex with her to rob them, right? She still has a Twitter account, right? She's actually hurt yeah. people, uh, allegedly, right? Um, uh, I don't even know if you can call that allegedly. She admitted to she, it. Uh, yeah, admitted she admitted it. Some guilt. Yeah, still has an account, uh, right? Uh, unless she unless she reels that uh, pulls that back, I, I think that is uh, that is not I a mean, right. legal team may advise her to do so at some point, but for now, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. she's not going to get any recourse because that's that's the popular. I mean, at least on Twitter, at the very least, I should say. And, and what about Ezra Miller? The, like, yeah. that dude God. won't stay out of the news. Still, yeah, oh. how does he still have a career at this point? Right, and it's like, okay, so they'll ban Andrew Tate for saying some shitty shit about women, uh, but then Ezra Miller is kidnapping people. <laughs> it still has a Twitter account. What about the Al Qaeda? Or sorry, not Al Qaeda, <laughs> the Taliban. <laughs> oh, yeah. I shouldn't confuse those two, but I did. Uh, that's so American. Fa- if fa- if, I don't know if you've looked <laughs> through Facebook before, but it it's fucking bad, and they don't do a thing about it. The Taliban literally won a war against America and took over Afghanistan. Hey, hey, America just left. Okay, okay. <laughs> I don't know. I think conceding counts as is losing. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it's really hard to paint that one. Game bra- it, brain, but I'm not sure how to paint that one in a positive light. Sounds like a loss. It's like Vietnam. <laughs> we just walked away. Uh-huh. <laughs> sure we did. The Taliban has accounts on Twitter 
Andrew Tate does not. What the hell? What is this double and, standard? Uh, every bad thing that Andrew Tate has done to women, definitely not as bad as the right. <laughs> uh, yeah, the uh, yeah. I'm gonna be real with mm -hmm. you. He can he can yell and scream and you know even even if what it was right about the human trafficking bit, mm -hmm. still light years behind the Taliban. Also, <laughs> yeah, he years. denied those things and he was never tried for it. Like, well, people, I think I think they're still actively investigating. Well, they're not. Mind. No, they don't have to investigate. This is they went to his house and they checked government. and there was nothing. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, well, hey, the last time I looked into him, they were still looking. I well, because yeah. people that don't like Andrew Tate don't want you to know that that case is closed. I mean, that's, a, that's is, fair. Yeah. The internet is the court of public opinion. It's mm -hmm. the mob mentality. It doesn't well, right. matter yeah. if you've actually done anything really wrong or if you just have some bad thought crimes. Mm -hmm. I mean, we, we, I think we talked, did we talk about this last time? I think we were going to, I don't yeah. know if, I can't remember if we did with Vic. Yeah. Oh, we did. We did. Yeah. 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 So, so like it's it, same thing, except he has a lot of evidence that he didn't do anything. Yeah, he has and a lot of evidence, evidence he didn't that he do did do something was like very light, just mm -hmm. overly friendly behavior. It was like, right? Yeah, he, you know, he apologized for it. He's like, yeah, okay. I it was my just enough much. ammunition to yeah. sink him, and that sucks. So well, I'm, I, I think it's just because the industry is very clicky, and it's been proven right. to be that way. Right. So, well, and no. he's been on the um, mm -hmm. he's been on the shit list for a while for not being. In the in group. Right oh, it, it, it's because mm -hmm. he, yeah, it's because he, he had the same thing that Chris Pratt had going on. He was very religious. Oh, he's religious. But instead, mm, yeah. But but in, in, instead of people in his circles be, having his back like Chris Pratt did, they mm -hmm. were against him. Well, but he's he, not he, just, as same as Chris Pratt. Pratt. He wasn't. He wasn't a part of the the cult of Christianity as people like to call it. He he. There's videos of him literally getting in shot. This nice guy, like from you know from what you see online, and from I've met him in real life for for the record, Vic Mignogna. He was a very nice and kind person. He was jokey. Mm -hmm. He was friendly. And he could carry a conversation. Decent dude. Mm -hmm. uh, at least at the front facing, right? Uh, but, but you're watching this video of him uh, back when the West Baptist uh, Borough Church, or whatever the fuck they were called, were still very prominent. He got into a shouting match with them on, on the sidewalk and just fucking tore into them because he hated the idea that, like, being religious means you have to hate the gays. He, he hated that idea. He's like, I'd have a mm -hmm. lot of gay friends. He's like, fuck that. <laughs> right. So, but he, but he didn't sacrifice being religious because of that. And people looked at that and they're like, well, it doesn't matter. You're still a Christian. It's like, come on, man. That's yeah, I'm not responsible for every Christian. And then obviously, <laughs> that's not their argument. But it's pretty clearly you can you can find it. There's a lot of people that didn't like him because of that. And it's like it's hard to not look at that and think, well, that might be part of the reason. They don't want it to go to court really badly because there's probably nothing to really stick to them. And that's so sad. Man. Right. And uh, in fact, Chris Pratt had an interview somewhat recently. It was this year, at least, where uh, somebody asked him about that. Right. About all the allegations yeah. of like, OK, so you're religious. That means you're a bad guy. Right. And he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like a lot of the evidence, quote unquote, that they had. Right. Of like, oh, he went to a church that's notoriously homophobic. And he's like. No, that's actually false. I go to this other church. It's different. It's not and, what you thought. And and he went yeah. on to like deny a bunch of other stuff, which is the first time he's even commented yeah. on the subject. He still gave them no ammunition. He just denied a bunch of stuff that people have been repeating like fact. Yeah. <laughs> well, that is a huge problem with the internet. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. Cuz you know, we've funny enough, like in the, you know, mid 90s when Mess you know, late early two thousands when message boards were the thing instead of Twitter mm -hmm. or you know we treated the, the internet as 
Yeah, well, we treated most of what was on the internet as fact because we were taught when you read things, it's factual. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's yeah. in the library, it's a factual statement. You know? It was uh, what books versus movie or books versus TV or whatever back then. So. Right. And yeah, before the internet was popular enough for them to, to basically say, oh, no, no, books and TV, fact, not internet. <laughs> that's, but, that's where my parents are at still. But so. in fairness to that crowd, the internet, anybody can say anything. Yeah, anywhere. exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't have to be even remotely correct. Right. And then you get sued by Bit by Crypto. <laughs> uh, but and anyway. you guys know that I am a lawyer? Uh-huh. Oh, you are? Okay. Mm. So... so Rooters, right? So they, they yeah. spend a bunch of time shitting on uh, Odyssey and BitChute. And then at the same time, YouTube's having a bit of a meltdown where a lot of its most popular people are calling them out on bad behavior, right? So, you know, Twitter, or sorry, YouTube animosity is kind of at an all-time high. Maybe not an all-time high, but it's pretty high, right? Uh, I would say it's back It's back up there right now. And then I what happens? In the limelight, yeah. Andrew Tate gets banned from Instagram and presumably everywhere else. Uh, and then he signs up on Rumble. Rumble accepts him with open arms. What's the number two trending channel on Rumble? Rooters. <laughs> oh, no. Because Rumble is just another corporate hellhole. It's just alternative <laughs> YouTube with right-leaning owners. Although the owners of YouTube are probably also well, right-leaning. They're just exploiting the left, right? As yes. most businessmen do. Um, but Rumble, they, they wear their right-leaningness yeah. on the shoulder as a brand. And so they welcome Tate. They have a live streaming feature. He live streams there now and gets lots of views, probably more than he ever had before. And it blo- Rumble's number two most downloaded right now on Google Play, right? Um, Rumble is, like, ex- like, accelerating beyond Odyssey, beyond BitChute, kept, like, being a more serious YouTube competitor. And I think this Reuters attack article is part of the plan, right? Like, they're... Here, oh, those YouTube alternatives that you may have heard about, they're evil, by the way. Oh, YouTube, they're evil, by the way. Oh, here's Rumble, though. I guess they're viable alternative. Maybe you should think about it now that YouTube's all horrible, right? Oh, that's fucked up, man. That's so that's funny, funny. Rooters is trending on Rumble, and so is Andrew Tate. And it, they're right now, they're YouTube's top competition now, uh, yeah. leaving Odyssey and BitChute behind. But we're, we're going to keep uploading on Odyssey because Odyssey is backed by ethical technology, Whereas Rumble is just another closed source corporate hellhole that has all the same problems YouTube has just with different people behind the algorithm, right? So all the problems that are true to YouTube, they're going to be true of Rumble one day. Uh, (laughs) Maybe with a a different bias in the other direction, but like it's not better. (laughs) Nothing about it is better. That's where Andrew Tate comes in. I told you I'd bring it back around. <laughs> Good job. I, I believed in you. I never doubted no, I, you for I, a I second. Think, <laughs> I think that was pretty concise. We, we ended up talking about a lot of things that honestly probably would have come up in tangents, but we managed to stick them in a fucking topic. We're, we we're professional podcasters, yeah. Dylan. TLDR, it's fucking fishy, man. Like, Yeah, it, it, it's pretty fucked up. Like the systematic like unpersoning of YouTube alternatives by just lying about them in blog posts on Reuters. Uh, and then... Um, because I, I, I hesitate to call them articles, just like I hesitate to call them journalists. They're bloggers and blog posts. Like, taking Odyssey down a peg, and then, you know, all of a sudden putting Rumble on a pedestal, riding the hype train, it's fucked. Like, it's funny to think, too, like, the fact that, like, are they being paid? Like, 
I think what, so. What is their angle? There, it has to be them being paid, right? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna put my tinfoil hat on. I'm not gonna say they're definitely being paid big bucks, millions of dollars to, to push these platforms. These platforms probably don't have millions of dollars to throw at them. Mm-hmm. But point I'm getting at is that like, there's there's very clearly an incentive, even if it isn't money. I mean, mm-hmm. the popularity they get pushed up. If they make YouTube and all these other alternatives look like the evil man, they mm-hmm. at least pull their readers in. If nothing else, well, you got to remember, uh, Rumble has pretty significant venture capitalist money backing them. They're about to go public with their stock, oh. and um, as much as the left doesn't want you to remember, like in the last election, fifty million people voted for that Trump guy. You know, like, and they feel entirely. Wasn't it? I thought it was more like seventy million. Wasn't was it? Seven? It was a. It was a lot of million. It was half I, the voting population. It, yeah, half, half of I, them. If it, it was just barely like half i think and yeah. the narrative of the ruling class like the section of the ruling class that monitor that maintains youtube they want to like unperson these people and make them feel unwelcome on the internet whereas rumble is doing the opposite and sort of like shitting on the the ones that voted for biden and supporting the trump people so I, like I still a, a big fracture yeah. is coming they're coming for youtube they're trying to split it in two right i just don't understand why they think that's a good idea creating the divide just makes the well, side well i mean it makes the sides both realistically have their their strong point basically it's like it it, it solidifies both sides animosity and mm-hmm. they're they, honestly before they created the divide they're insane views but now that the divide exists it's like oh but look they really do hate us it's like oh well i can't well, really do that divide fuck. <laughs> sells clicks uh, that's the big thing and right? that's you know. advertiser revenue um whereas so Odyssey they're literally creating a fun like mm-hmm. a virtual civil war of, of sorts just so they can get some fucking money. That's why that's they think so Odyssey is up. a threat. Odyssey is a threat to them because Odyssey is very close to the value for value model. Like if you want to support creators on Odyssey, you tip them directly, right? And Odyssey's working on a Patreon substitute that takes almost no cut, right? Uh, whereas Patreon okay. is in the business of banning people they don't like, right? If Andrew Tate had a Patreon account, they'd ban him. He doesn't, but he, they would ban him, right? Whereas Odyssey, they don't do any of that kind of stuff. Um, so once Odyssey has, um, oh, that was weird. The screen like flickered. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, Yeah. it it came back. It's fine. Moving on. So Odyssey is working on a Patreon alternative and they've already got pretty close to the value for value model, uh, for payments. And that scares the corpos because like, if you can't take their funding away by banning them with your arbitrary rules then you can't control them like there's a reason why youtube sucks now right and there's a reason why every creator has a 10 minute long video and uh, a fucking ad spot in the center that they deliver while also having pre-rolls and end rolls right because they'll starve if they don't um whereas on odyssey like just like with podcasting if you can convince your audience to support you right um you you don't have to bend to the will of a sponsor you don't have to bend to the will of a sponsor the people that are trying to cancel you what are they going to do nothing there's no one to call they can't stop you and that's what makes them actually sad so yeah it's no surprise they came after odyssey i don't know what their their gripe with bitchute was i think i think they went after bitchute because it was like also a viable competitor but like bitchute has more evidence of like wrongdoing <laughs> it, it is bitchute really that much of a competitor though um not really, but like Odyssey. The like one thing that they they will never tell you, but I mean, it's funny enough, Mother's Basement 
uh, uploads. I mean, at least he, he was for a long while. I don't quite know if he still does, but he used to upload simultaneously both. Mm-hmm. And he is a very left-leaning guy. I had yeah. to unfollow him on Twitter because he gets extreme sometimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, I like your videos, man. I don't need to see this on my Twitter feed. That's all right. It's very obvious he's from California. <laughs> yes. He, uh, well, to a fault. Yeah. But yeah, like Odyssey makes it easy. Like if you have an Odyssey channel and a YouTube channel, there's like a button you press. It's like, hey, whenever I upload to YouTube, download it and put it on Odyssey. And then so you don't have to log into Odyssey. Your videos get cross-posted for you automatically. They make it so painfully easy to be like a YouTuber that has a backup channel on Odyssey. Right? So there's a lot of people who will be like, hey, hey, YouTube, I'm so-and-so. Here's today's video. And to just deliver a YouTube video, but it's on Odyssey. Which is annoying to me. Like, I I have dreams of one day having the free time necessary to upload like stuff I want to do like um like a content creator would but like I would do it on Odyssey and I would not mention YouTube and I wouldn't have my videos on YouTube I'd be exclusive right because Odyssey is fertile ground right like I feel like you could go viral on Odyssey there's enough people using it yeah. that you could be a big deal there and then as the platform grows so do you. Whereas on YouTube, you'll never catch up to fucking Jimmy Fallon. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it was it was the idea with Hitbox, if you remember. Exactly. The reason why and anyone even like started there is because a smaller set of people mm-hmm. means a smaller set of streamers, and it's always going to grow, especially with you know whichever direction it grows, it's still more people, so you have a chance to grow with the platform. Right. Um. And, uh, and but I mean, and then obviously we all know that they kind of shit the bed real hard. They um, did. But not having any content moderation whatsoever, like zero. Mm-hmm. Oh man, you remember that uh, that uh, Twitch competitor, that Microsoft back mixer, mixer. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I remember that one. Sorry, that one was a lot of fun for me to be like, ah, you remember that guy? <laughs> yeah, they paid so much money for that. I you can't know what the worst it. part is? It didn't even flop. They just weren't making the kind of money they wanted. Right, they, 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 they kept it going. Weird yeah, thing. Like, they should have, they should have just kept it around and tried, because like pulling the rug out, literally, they didn't tell anybody. They just woke up one day and they're like, "Yeah, you don't have a channel anymore." Tough. Hey, that's all right. My embers you got all of the money. <laughs> My embers. <laughs> yeah, that's their bit competitor. Uh, was embers? This the little micro payments you give streamers, but yeah, um, Odyssey has a streaming thing. We used to stream there. We don't anymore. Uh, however, since we stopped streaming there, they have since improved it, and I have not gone back to check. So apparently, they have a pretty competent streaming offering, and I'm thinking next time I want to play Clone Hero or something, I'll probably do it there. Um, every time I watch Trio Duck stream, which, by the way, Trio Duck from Shipposter Love, he recently did a 24-hour stream. You you popped in, Victim. I saw you there. Yeah, um, I, I lurked the entire time, yeah, and I chatted a couple times. But I, I saw you poked I, at the I, end. I, I, I watched the end because I wanted to see how it ended, and I saw you were there, too. Uh, but like every time I watch Trio stream, I get super envious of how good he is at OBS. Like his scenes are so cool. So he was playing. I wish I was better at it, but he, he was playing Truck Simulator, and he had his camera with his green screen behind him over the driver's wheel, and then his chat was on top of a cell phone, like a Nokia screen, but it said Triokia because, huh, of course. But like it was an old Nokia phone with like the green background, and the chat was inside there because it looked like a truck because he was a truck driver and he when he reads chat it's like wa- looking at a cell phone when you're driving and he's actually yep. he crashed a couple times because of that like into another car like <laughs> that's pretty well funny, funny like... enough when i was playing cyberpunk I, a lot of the times i was crashing is because i was like eh, what's, what's going on in chat and then i hear like oh cool trying to Thanks, cross man. the road and it's like oh i got hit by a car 
But like, I get super envious of Trigger Deck's setup because he puts so much time, effort, sweat, tears, and love into his OBS setup, and it's so nice. Like, I would love to do that and then stream on Odyssey just because, again, fertile ground. Lots of users. No real, like, top popular guy. You know, maybe it could be you, dear listener who's thinking of streaming. Um, but yeah, um, uh, TLDR, something's fishy with all that sh- rooter shit. Gotta Remind say. me later. I, uh, we actually have another friend who started streaming. I'm not, I don't want to mention it just yet. Maybe we can if he, if he, he really commits to it, but I don't, uh, we, I wanted to, I want to mention that afterwards. Okay. Well, yeah. we're going to move on to the outro. So unless you want to mention it on this episode, now's your chance. Nope. Now nah, we can mention it later. I, I again, right. I, I don't, I don't want to like out him. If he, if he doesn't end up doing it. Okay. We Fair. can talk about it if he does. So let's talk about the outro. So Vic, what's your, what's your plan? Your stream plan? Are you going straight? You're going to dive right into Xenoblade or you got that other game? No. First. So, uh, so Genshin update is insane. Oh my God. We didn't talk about Genshin. It was an agenda item. We didn't get to it. Uh, Fuck. I can briefly mention it. I, I, I think I'll, it feels like your first imp- dive later. Like, your first impressions aren't even done because you're not even done with all the new stuff yet, are you? I, I no, there's so much. Okay, so I, I, I guess the TLDR, the Inazuma, the the, the latest, the, the last big segment of story, had very good high moments, but it had a lot of low moments, and it, it was it very fast paced for like no reason. It, it it felt like a lot of things that should have been built up to just weren't. They have rectified that this time. The, the Archon Quest is like between ten and fifteen hours long. Wow. Whereas before it was like maybe six. That's a big difference. That is. Um, so it, it's extremely long. I cried my fucking eyes out. It was insane at just how much like emotion and effort they put behind us. They did such a good job. And that's just the Archon quest. There's still the story quest. There's still the, the big world quests that are huge. There's an event quest that's going on that's also story important. Mm-hmm. And that's all on top of the fact that... Uh, there is like the entirety of Inazuma, like what they released over like months, was released in this one patch, and that's still not everything we're getting for open world content. So TLDR, uh, you're gonna keep streaming Genshin until you burn through some of this stuff. Yes, and then we're gonna beat Phantom Braves, which is probably gonna be at least 100, 120 hours. Wow! And then I'll dive into it. I, I genuinely only bought it. I don't know if you guys if you can really see it on the camera, but uh, it it was on sale. It was. It was it was on a, a relatively hefty sale. It what would have cost me ninety two ninety three ish dollars only cost me seventy five. Mm-hmm. So I, Canadian I money is so funny because those numbers are so big. It's like oh my god ninety bucks for a video game, but it's like oh yeah, yeah. Canada. <laughs> it's fucked up, man. Well, that's with like taxes and shit too. It, it, it's like eighty bucks. It, it, what would a sixty USD is is eighty Canadian Canadian about? It gets it gets cut down to that about. I think it's a little more than that. A boot, uh, well. a boot. Yeah, and it's $105 if I want to buy a new PS5 game because $70 games, man. Woo! Whoever the fuck thought that was a good idea? Oh my god. So red nerd. They can catch you. Teach you to be Canadian. <laughs> yeah. Like he could choose. So they can catch you at twitch.tv slash a victim of gaming and you're going to do all that stuff. Genshin, yeah. Ban and Brave, and then Xenoblade. Looking forward to Xenoblade. I'll, I might watch your Genshin VODs just because I don't have a way to play it right now. But uh, let's plan uh, next podcast episode two weeks from now. Maybe we'll get your 
final impressions of the Genshin update because it sounds like it's going to take you another two weeks to fucking get through it. Yeah, probably. <laughs> and then, um, you know, you can catch, you know, Rick, also known as Skuma Dealer, uh, as the lead moderator on our Discord server, um, discord.me slash Um You can catch me on shipposter.club slash Dylan. I also run the brand account, Twitter, Meloman- at Melomancy, but, like, don't try to ping me there. Um, I don't know what the future holds for me because I just beat Xenoblade, so my time is now all free up. But I need to start waking up a little bit earlier because my oldest son starts kindergarten on Thursday. So uh, I'm not sure what my free time looks like. Other than, I mean, I know what my free time looks like. I wake up earlier, and then how I handle the later half of the day is up to me. Um, but, like, I don't think I'm going to jump into another 100-hour RPG. But I'm probably going to keep playing Xenoblade 3 to finish all the side stuff and fight all the super bosses because the game is legitimately fun. Um, the combat wise. So I'm looking forward to doing the end game for the sake of doing the end game. Cause it's actually fun to play. So looking forward to that. Um, otherwise maybe I'll finally play planet side with the boys. I don't know. I've been neglecting my computer, dude. I turned my computer on to get ready for the show. Uh, I had to like change what kernel I was using for Linux. Cause like I, it wouldn't boot. I was oh. like, Oh, my computer doesn't turn on. I should probably fix this before the show starts. Spent like 30 minutes trying to fix it. I fixed it. It was fine. I didn't actually need help, but um, it's been that long since I turned my computer on. Because <laughs> I updated it and turned it off, and then I thought nothing of it. And then it's like, oh, it's been broken this whole time, but I didn't notice because I haven't turned it on. <laughs> um, so we'll see. Maybe some PC gaming in my future. Maybe I'll start those uh, weekly or every other week events that we were doing for a bit. We stopped doing those because I was playing Xenoblade. Uh, so maybe I will schedule something on the Discord calendar. Um We'll see. Uh, I'd like to survive one week of this, you know, kindergarten shit to see what my availability really is uh, before I start making plans. You probably won't even know for the, for the first couple of weeks. Like, especially kindergarten, uh, things aren't going to get, get – they'll ramp into it. Yeah. I have no idea what I'm in for. I Especially for the kids' sake. Yeah. So we'll see what it looks like. Uh, but I would like to play some more games on the PC with the boys because I've been just playing that single-player game like avoiding the internet because I didn't want to get spoiled and all that stuff. And I'm finally free and I need to find something to do with my freedom. So, you know, maybe I'll tell you about what happens next episode, two weeks from now, dear listener, be there, be square, support us, new podcast apps.com send your value. Uh, thanks for listening.